from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, happy third birthday to the Nintendo Switch. Why wait till March 20th? Play Animal Crossing on your PS4. Ha 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 ha, yeah! Nintendo Made Podcast, episode 209, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. I, I have two nicknames this week because I couldn't think of which one to use. I'm Trey, Colasmos Conqueror, or I have to use what, Johnson? I'm Jeremy, the prodigal G-Bros, colon, a G-Bros redemption story, Mikowski. <laughs> and I'm John, pure fire, no second nickname, knitter. Pure fire. Well, you, you don't have a you don't have a subtitle. <laughs> like no, I, <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice that you had a subtitle, Jeremy. My 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 two nicknames was not in reference to that. I just couldn't decide between the two of them. So there you go. And because I like alliteration so much, so no, I, I had so two different conqueror. options. Had I just read both of them like you, yeah. did. and then I combined them with the colon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're back again this week to talk about. Everything in games and other things, uh, what we've been playing and such. I'll go first. Uh, I had a fun weekend. I was uh, I was at C two E two on Saturday, and I got to go to the AEW Revolution pay per view Saturday night, and I had cool. a blast. And then I had a work party on Sunday where we went to an old bowling alley and bowled. So, oh yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend for me. Not a, I did a little bit of video game stuff too, but most importantly, I went to. Went to C two E two, and because we're because we like to stream this fun show, might as well show you some of the stuff that I got from that. Let's see. Uh, number one, this one this one is video game related, sort of. So I went to you know it's for anyone who doesn't know, C two E two is a big comic book convention. Uh, coronavirus or no coronavirus, I still went to the went to a gathering of a whole lot of people. Whether that was a good idea or a bad idea, we'll see. The first C is not for coronavirus. There, no, it's for mm-hmm. uh, comics. You know, Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo, I think. That's what it stands for. I don't know, but yeah, it's a big it's a big comic convention in Chicago, probably the biggest one, and uh, there's a whole lot of artists and such and booths and stuff like that. And this is I went the first time I went I went with Jess a couple years ago and we hung out, and then the year before that I went to help Kevin out, which he was there and I saw him of course. Yeah, he had a whole booth now, right? Yeah, he always has a booth. Yeah, but he was it when I saw him. I went over to because I got there like around like two p.m. You know. And I went to go. I went to go eat some food. And and the cafe area is like above. It's like a, is on like the second floor, kind of. It's like its own like high area, so you can like see a lot of the convention from there. So I was like, I'll just go up there and see what I can see. And I could see like I play games is like big like banner from there. And I'm like, oh cool. So I went down there to go talk to him. But he was doing. Uh, he was in the middle of a Tekken tournament, and he was like announcing who was playing whoever for it. So I wasn't able to talk to him. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the trauma booth and come back because I always got to find the trauma booth 
which for anyone who doesn't know, Troma is an independent movie company from the, the starting in the 60s that makes some nice, fun, weird-ass uh, horror, comedy, offensive, overly political movies <laughs> that are not unlike any others that I've ever seen. And I wanted to go find them. And uh, normally I just kind of like find them, but I had to actually like look at the map and try to figure out where they were this time because I feel like I just randomly come upon it. But this time I was like, where the fuck is it? Because I couldn't find it. And it was like kind of, they were kind of farther in the back, but I did find them. And everything, everything was cool over there. I got, I got, I picked up some trauma stuff. Lloyd was there, you know, he, he signed some stuff for me. He uh, took a picture with me. He would, he would not shake my hand because of the, because Virus. of the possibility of the coronavirus. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. Reasonable, honestly. I mean, he's he's he, made movies that have like pandemic type things in them. So. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's I'm gonna yeah I'll get to that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I was like, hey man, uh, and I put my hand on. He's like, oh no, sorry, my wife told me not to shake anybody's hand, and I'm like, okay. And I was like, I was like, my wife told me not to shake anybody's hand either, and he's like, well, I still can't shake your hand, and I'm like, all right, all right, fine. So, <laughs> so it was it was funny, but no, we got I took pictures with him. Uh, so I bought I bought some things from the trauma booth. I bought. Uh, Number one, I bought the Return to Newcomb High Volume Two, which is their which is their newest movie that is out now. I have it signed by the Lloyd himself on the front. Oh, here. it's out now. It's out. It's out now. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it was out, but they had it at the booth, so I bought it. I got it. It, it comes in. A, it came in a two pack, so it's a Blu Ray and DVD. I appreciated that. You watched it? I did watch it. Yeah, I watched it uh, Sunday night. It says um, here. I want. I want to read what he wrote on the front here to me. <laughs> I know this will be kind of a trauma cast, but whatever. You guys can live with it. It says, Toxie loves fan toxic tray. Lloyd Kaufman. That's what it says. On the front. Tray. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's what he wrote on the movie for me. So I had, I had him sign that, of course. Yeah, this is one of those movies I've been waiting for forever. I think I saw Return to the, the Return to Newcomb High Volume 1. It had to have been like almost six years ago. Like it's been a very long time in between movies. And of course they address that in the movie. Actually, I, I might as well say what I did. What else I got that was non-trauma? So I got two movies that were actually like I feel are very much alike. Probably because I've been waiting for both of them to come out for a while, and they've both been kind of like hopped, hyped up in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that either of them were out until I found them at a comic convention. You know, crazy enough. I also bought Kevin Smith's new movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which is actually these movies have very weird similarity to them because they're both movies about like remakes of stuff. And I felt like there's kind of some of the same jokes between the two of them, and they were actually both a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Because <laughs> uh, as much as all around. as much as I love Troma, I thought that Return to Newcomb High Volume One was kind of was not one of their best. It was kind of off, but they were also produced by a major company for that one, like Anchor Bay produced that. So I thought that maybe that held them back, and they actually did not produce the second one because I guess they were upset with whatever happened with the first one. So this was a full on <laughs> this was a full on Troma one. So it was a lot more like of the weird. Stuff that I'd like, you know, I felt like the first one was way too tame and it, and yeah, there are some crazy scenes in it, but it didn't seem like it was anywhere near like, like terra firma or poltergeist or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, so yeah, it was kind of a letdown, but the second one was a lot better and, and a lot of, and it's funny because it, it started off as a remake and then it becomes a sequel. Like in the second one, they decide that they're like, no, no, this character is really this guy from the, for the first movie. And they even like edited Lloyd Kaufman into the original, like, class of Newcomb high movie which i thought was pretty hilarious and that was worth watching <laughs> like into the like his head is like on top of the actor like in the scenes and all that and they show like original scenes from it and and it's funny because i know i know they made the movie like way before all of like the new star wars shit and all that 
but it almost felt like they were making fun of the new Star Wars movie because like the main character ended up being the granddaughter of like one of the villains from the first movie, which is like, <laughs> which is the same thing that spoilers. I mean, don't see that movie. Apparently it sucks, but, uh, but yeah, you know, what's her face is, uh, the granddaughter of Palpatine in the movie. And it's, and it's kind of funny cause that's what happened in this movie too, but I don't think it was a reference because, you know, trauma, they, it takes them forever to finish their movies. I'm pretty sure they shot this movie like five years ago. So it probably was, nobody had any idea about any of that, but it kind of, to me, it like reminded me of that, that they were kind of making fun of it after the fact. And because uh, if anybody's familiar with the story of Newcomb High and how, and how that works, basically, um, Newcomb Nuke, High is basically, it's, it's about a high school that is built next to a nuclear power plant. And the the nuclear the nuclear waste like gets into the food and the water supply of the high school, basically mutating all of the students that live at that high school. So at the end of like this one, there's like this big like outbreak of like of a nuclear like disease and all this like going around the world, and it was almost kind of like oh wow okay so that's kind of like on point even though once again this was made way before like the coronavirus like scare or anything like mm-hmm. that but i still felt like it was super on point with like what was happening now almost kind of eerily like kind of <laughs> as i'm watching i was like wow okay this is kind of like what i'm seeing now is that them what they're showing here so so that was that was a big release that i just didn't know was out yet and i was happy that it was there and i was able to get it and get signed and all that so yeah and i ended up watching uh yeah we watched Justin and i we watched jay and Silent Bob reboot saturday night and i watched uh the return of Newcomb high part two on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, they both ended up being a lot better than I thought. Like the last, the last uh, Kevin Smith movie that I watched in the theater was Tusk, which was, uh, not a great movie. So, and, and I saw Sorry. part, I saw parts of yoga hosers and I thought that was pretty awful too. So, so I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, hopes going into Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but I had, I felt like I had to see it just because I've heard talk about it for so long. And, and uh, yeah, I wasn't. You know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's yeah, going to have like fan service in it that made you feel good. Uh, I mean, I'm not really a fan service person, but basically every character that's in every Kevin Smith movie is in this movie. So if you're looking for a reunion of everybody from all the old movies, minus uh, well, minus Randall, because I think they were still on the outs at that time, but apparently they made up, <laughs> and and that they're still going to do Clerks three, but but, oh, aside- but he's not in this movie no they they mention him like they talk about they mention randall but his the actor is not in there because i guess they were having i I don't know i guess he wasn't he was mad at kevin at one point and didn't they weren't doing stuff together but he's referenced but like you know like ben affleck uh matt damon like dante like everybody is in there (laughs) like the guy the guy from the chipmunk movie that was in Walmart was in mall rats he's in there too jason jason lee oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, I feel so bad bringing him up as the guy who was in the chipmunk movie but but you know that's your fault jason lee for being in that movie i'm sorry <laughs> that's what that's what you have uh what we have to remember you by is uh fucking chipmunk hey, movies which i'm sure he like made yeah i'm sure he made tons of money off that so yeah, david cross was in the movie too and he did a whole bit on that and basically was gave the same response that you know, he uh, made a ton of money so he could do all his other little artsy-fartsy stuff that he wants to do. Sure. I mean, you know, whatever. It's probably worth money, making money. I mean, I think I think Bill Murray said a similar thing about, like, doing the voice of uh, Garfield in those movies and and the... Um, People already thought Lorenzo Music was Bill Murray anyway. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, well, I mean, because yeah, because he did, because he did Bill Murray in the Ghost in the Ghostbusters show, also mm-hmm. the same the same actor. But yeah, no, all of his yeah, all of the Kevin Smith characters come together, and it's uh, it's basic kind of feels it almost does kind of feel like a remake of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So take that as as you will, you know. I was like, was it my most favorite of the older stuff? But there's enough there's enough fun stuff in there that it's worth watching. I think. So yeah, I ended up liking both of them, but also also at the Troma booth, I bought this probably is one of my favorites, and it's and it's kind of video game related, but not Nintendo related, but you know whatever. I found a Cannonball the Musical on a uh, on UMD, which wow, uh, so Cannonball could, the Musical on UMD, wow. So I could watch this, uh, I, I could watch this on my PSP. I haven't opened it yet; it's still sealed. So it's sealed. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, it's it's sealed. It, it's sealed. I bought it from the Troma booth for five dollars. There were three of them there. And uh, it was just. <laughs> you should have bought them all, man. This is. <laughs> did you ask him like, wh- why did they choose to publish a movie on UMD? I have no idea. I mean, this they probably was, did it forever ago, and it's just. I think it was just they want. Stock. I don't know. But yeah, maybe they wanted to get a movie on UMD, like when the PSP came around. I mean, this was like this was a long ass time ago, like when that happened. Like when was two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four? Yeah, I was gonna say when was the PSP? That had to have been like same year as the DS. I thought. Yeah, it was like I thought it was like right after, but they, yeah, they were very very close. Like, I wonder uh, what other wise. movies they put out. I mean, what was it? A uh, a friend of mine, Alex. Uh, his I was on his show, uh, Super GG Radio. He was there, and congrats to him as well. They're they're on they they're featured on NPR now, so that's pretty cool. What? Cool. So that's uh, awesome. Congrats. Yeah, yeah and uh, well, oh, yeah. we had we had a uh, Lomonade. Uh, he was that's his uh, Twitter name. He was on our show also. From from GG Radio, but uh, yeah, he was I forget he was telling me there was a movie that oh Clerks Clerks two he said he said he had Clerks two on UMD, and I was like I thought maybe I thought Clerks two was too new for UMD, but I guess not. I mean that feels like two thousand six. Yeah, I felt like that was maybe that was past that, but I don't know. Maybe they wanted to get a movie on there, or like they wanted to get like they figured Cannibal was the easiest sell of them to get a, to get uh, Troma's foot in the door for UMD, but. It's yeah. very interesting because, like, isn't it like little DVD, but it's also kind of magnetic too, right? Yeah, it's like a cartridge that has a disc in it. I have, I have one disc. I have one. I have one game from my PSP. Everything else is digital. But the one game that I bought is the Third Birthday, which is the third sequel to um, Parasite Eve mm-hmm. on uh, on PlayStation. It's it's fine. The game's fine. You know, whatever. But that was the only that's the only uh, physical game that I bought. I bought everything else digitally, and plus. At the time when the PSP could still get online, I got a PlayStation Plus through that. For some reason, when we got a new modem, my PSP just can't connect anymore. But yeah, no, I mean, it's like, so I have one. I've looked at one before. It's like a cartridge, but it has a disc inside of it. It kind of looks like a hard disc almost, but with a CD in the middle of it. It's weird. But uh, I wasn't sure if I should open this one or not, so I've kind of just been keeping it uh, keeping it in the plastic in case it's worth something. But this is my third copy of Cannibal the Musical. I have it on VHS, DVD, and now UMD. So there you go. <laughs> and they were talking about the, the commentaries on here, too. They're like, yeah, the, the director's commentary's on there. And I was like, yeah, I've, it's one of the few commentaries that I've actually listened to. So I just think it's funny that I had it on there. And I also bought uh, I also bought Surf Nazis Must Die, just because it's a classic and I don't have a DVD of it. I have, mm-hmm. it, on, I have it on VHS. And yeah, Surf Nazis should always die. So there you go. 
This is not a this is not a straight up Luke Kaufman movie, but it is a trauma produced movie, and it is a quite kind of like Cannibal. It's yeah. probably like one of the best. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like Cannibal. I think these two are probably one of the, some are probably the best like non Lloyd Kaufman trauma movies that are on there. So it's worth getting. I also bought I bought this sick uh, Toxic Avenger patch that I was that cool. I might sew Damn, onto my load awesome. that just said she might that she would sew it on my leather jacket if I decided to. So it's a big patch. I thought about. Put replacing my my poor worn Ramones patch that's been there for like oh, twenty yeah, years. Oh yeah, barely and, there uh, anymore. Put and put this guy in there, but it, no, I just really like the design of it, and I thought it looked really cool. It's pretty big. Yeah. How big would you say that is? Like eight inches? It's bigger. It's bigger than the than the Blu-rays. Like it's about, it could be a mask. It's like an inch. Yeah, it could cover your face. Is it's it like about an inch face higher. Size? It's an inch higher than the than the. Put D. it on your face. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's there a face size but face face size Toxic Avenger patch. Also, in the comic book world, I got, I picked, I, I do feel kind of sad looking at these now because of the turnouts from the other day, but I bought these comics. They're political comics. Uh, I guess I get to show them to you. It's a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comic. I have two of those and a Bernie Sanders comic as well. I got, wow. I got the He-Man edition with him just, <laughs> just He-Man cool. on the front. And here's nice. the other Alexandria. Actually, a friend of the show and previous guest, uh, Sam of, uh, uh, Sam and Liz of um, Toy Du Jour, they wrote little parts of these. There's there's parts in here that they wrote. So that's pretty. That's cool. kind of this was something that I saw at a previous comic convention I was at when I was at that uh, Heroes and Villains convention last year. I ended up I was carrying like recording equipment around, so I didn't really have the time to buy anything. But I did see this comic and and I was interested in it, and I kind of wished I had bought it. And then I found out later that Liz and Sam had worked on it. And then I saw it again at the convention. I was like, well, shit, I should get that. So I ended up picking up all five of those, all three of these for $5. Uh, I got them for $15. they are all signed. They're all signed by the writer on the front there. So it's pretty cool. And the Liz and Sam said they would sign it also if I wanted them to, of, of Toy Du Jour fame. So it's pretty cool. They're just like little mini comments, comics about the political people that they like and that type of thing. So. It's one of those things, like I said, it's one of the things I saw and I didn't get, and then I regretted not getting it, so I bought it this time. Yeah, that's uh, that's some of my stuff that I got. Oh, yeah, also, I'm, I bought this trauma shirt that I'm wearing right now. Dang. You can see it. This is my, this is my trauma shirt. Cool. That I bought from, that I bought from the trauma booth, just because. And I also bought, of course, at the wrestling event. I bought a Revolution shirt with the main event on the front. They were only really selling Revolution shirts there. That's uh that's John Moxley and Chris Jericho. They were they were the main event. And it says oh, I yeah. and it says I was there on the back and it has the name and has the date on it and all that. <laughs> so fun stuff. And I got some free I got some free posters also that they were handing out for for a joint if you uh if you signed up for the mailing list for AEW, you got some free posters. So I got a poster of uh they're like they're like drawn by DC artists, so they're pretty cool. I got a Chris Jericho poster. He looks like kind of looks like the crow there, and the Undertaker a little bit. And I also got a Nyla Rose, which she is she is the female female champion right now, holy belt holder. Got a poster of her also. So pretty cool. I signed up to the AEW newsletter to get those for free. They were actually, I guess, they were handing them out. For, they were handing out more later because I I wanted I asked for the Nyla Rose one first and they couldn't find it, 
So then I asked for a bunch of other people, and they couldn't find those either. So then I was like, fine, just give me Chris Jericho. And then they gave <laughs> me that. But then the people behind me, they were like, hey, I got all these free, like, this, this girl was like, oh, I, got, I, got all, I got all these uh, posters. This lady was canning them out. And I'm like, hey, do you have Nyla Rose? I'll trade you for Chris Jericho. And she's like, oh, I got two. And I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. So uh, she gave me one. So I ended up with two. So, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I did. Um, AEW, pay, the pay-per-view was a shit ton of fun. Uh, one of the, one of the main stars from AEW, uh, Cody Rhodes, he, uh, you know, he has like a theme song. You know, everybody has theme songs in wrestling, but, uh, he has, he brought a band out to play his theme song with him. Like when he came to the ring and I thought that was cool. I'd never seen that before, you know, where they like opened it, opened, like pulled the wall up and all of a sudden there's this whole band behind him, like on a, like with a drummer on like a little moving stand thing. And they just kind of like floated out with him and that. And they also, Chris Jericho had like a choir. He had like a 10 person choir singing his song for when he came out, <laughs> which, I, which I, I don't know. I feel so dumb for not figuring out that his theme song was from his own band, Fozzie. Which I ended up buying that album too when I was drunk. Wow. Which I don't know uh, if that was a good decision or not. That Judas song is super fucking catchy. If you haven't heard it, you'll understand why I bought the album. <laughs> I just wanted that song, and I was like, "Well, I could just buy the album." I was a little under the influence at the time, but I had been for like you know Saturday and Sunday. I was a little, <laughs> little, little extra wasted. I mean, I mean read, you're having a you're having a little fun weekend. Read my read my Twitter account for Sunday. I was just uh, tweeting a whole bunch of stuff about. About return to Newcomb High, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but no, it was a fun weekend for all that sort of thing. Uh, didn't didn't get to do a whole lot of video game stuff on Saturday and Sunday, but I did play games. Uh, one main thing, like AEW, like the pay per view, like was so had a blast. I had a blast. Like, uh, was it Kenny Omega and Adam Page? Their tag team fight against the Young Bucks was like probably one of the best fights I think I've ever seen. Like, in, uh, did you find someone to go with you? Uh, yeah, one of Kevin's friends. Uh, he he bought it. He bought a ticket from me and came. Nice. So thank you, Anthony, for coming to the show. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It ended up being fun. And um, I was really, I was hoping that I, I I like went to go get some food right when we got there, and I was in line. And there was some match I didn't really care for. Some two guys that I whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna go get some food because I don't care about this match. But after the match, there was like some big announcement, like a big like advertisement that said blood and guts, and I was like. Oh shit, what's that? Cuz I thought maybe it was a game finally because I've been itching for an AEW game and I know apparently there's one coming but there's not been any like full details on it aside from them just saying that they're going to announce more of it this year. Like I guess they were supposed they said they were going to announce stuff in February but it never happened, but I and I went back and asked Anthony about it. He's like, "Oh no, it's just this event in New York." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, crap." But I've been like ever since I like kind of fell into I've like fallen fallen completely into like AEW and wrestling and all that, and I really really miss those Nintendo sixty four games like so badly. I thought about going back and playing them, but I'm like I don't want to play I want don't want to play as the WWE guys. I want to play as the AEW guys, and I guess I could go in there and like try to create the characters, but I don't know their moves that well. You know, like that's what I used to do on uh, w, on WWF wrestlemania 2000 i put i put all the ec i put like ecw wrestlers in there that i could play as like i made them as as their own characters but i yeah i don't know i thought about like booting up no mercy and trying to do that so it's still kind of been on my mind maybe we talked be about a, retromania the wrestling game uh i don't i don't think we actually did but retromania is not really what I'm looking for. I want I want an N64, want N64. wrestling game, yeah. Retromania is more 16-bit. Yeah, and there wasn't 16-bit. and I didn't really find any 16-bit wrestling games that I liked. 
Like none of them, none of them. I don't think any of them were good until the '64 one, and then the '64 one was a standard. I remember liking a couple of them. Um, I mean, yeah, I liked them. I liked them enough, and I played them, but they never hit that level that the '64 ones did to me. Like, my guess, my like hope perfect. is that Retromania is gonna kind of be really a '64 style four player game. Yeah. In a in a sixteen bit dressing, yeah. I mean, if they could like figure out that like the the combat style of that, because that was the best. Like how you could yeah. reverse like any move, and like there was like you hold it like for the heavier attacks, and like every it just had this great like way that it was like so simple, but it was so complex at the same time. If they could figure out a way to like mimic that, then yeah, of course I'll buy it. But as far as right now, I I don't know. And the guys who are making the AEW one, they said that they're gonna they were gonna try to to do that, but. I feel like everybody's been saying they've been trying to do that since the 64 days. So, I mean, and I can't bring myself to bring the, to buy the WWE one on switch. Number one, because it's like 30 fucking gigs or something. And number two, it's like, I don't know. Those games are supposedly terrible. I mean, from what I've seen, like they're super glitchy and all that. And it's like, I don't know how much glitch do I really want to deal with? And I know I always say like, go try things out for yourself and don't listen to what people say online, but. For for something that's like a twenty gig download, I kind of have to be, uh, you know, I'm not really fully jumping into that because I don't have a whole lot of space on my system. So that's always something I look at when I'm buying games is how much the how much the size of the game is is a big part of it. So you know, if it's like less than a gig, it's pretty easy for me <laughs> to put it on there. But if it's like twenty, there's like probably no chance it's going to be on there unless it's like something that I've been waiting for, like a straight Nintendo thing or like a whatever you know, like franchise that I that I believe in and think it's going to be good. You know, that's what's going on with that. My super long wrestling tangent. I, hopefully somebody's still listening to this on your podcast or <laughs> podcast listening thing of choice. I'm sure, I'm sure you've all left by now. I, I understand that happens. I mean, you saw like wrestling live. That's all good. <laughs> I just have, it just brought me back to the, it just brought me back to a thing that I used to really like. And I fell out of because of uh, Vince McMahon and the WWE and all that. Cause I wasn't really, I, I was, I don't know. There were a couple things that I mean. I did. I like wrestled, wrestled somewhat independently for a minute there, and I kind of hurt myself doing that. That was one thing. And then when Vince McMahon bought out all the federations that I liked, and basically ran them into the ground, like that was another thing. And then of course that whole incident with like Chris Benoit and his family and all that. That was like the nail yeah. in the coffin for me. Where mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need to see this anymore. But it's but the AEW seems to be like they're actually trying to do better with that. You know, they it's like owned by wrestlers. Like you know, I. Hopefully they have health insurance and all that. I know like the WWE ones don't, so it's like what the fuck. But yeah, let's let's talk about some games. After mm-hmm. my, uh, but I, I felt like I needed to talk about C two E two and and the and the wrestling thing because you know they're it's all it's all in the same circle. They're really. all video game. They're all video game adjacent. They really are. Yeah, so it all it's all like I mean I have I've played I don't know how many comic book games and of course there, you know there's retro there are there were retro booths there with games and i looked at it looked at a little bit of them they had like a good collection of uh of uh, japanese uh, super famicom games there but i was just like I, I went i looked through it for a minute a, bit, a little bit and then i went to go eat and i was like i'll come back there later but i just never got around to it i kept getting distracted by other booths so so yeah and i went like up and down all of the artist alleys and, and like looked at all a bunch of cool shit on that that was really fun you know where you just go just go like just look at all the all the different art pieces that that people have and shit like that. So it's one of the major things to go to C two too. But yeah, also um, so I bought I bought Sonic Generations for PlayStation three. It actually finally went on sale. It's on sale now for nine ninety nine. So 
I did that. That was a whole nother pre- predicament too, because my, my, uh, my bank card, like just, like just expired. Like it's, it's the same number and all that. It's just a different date. So like, it doesn't work on anything anymore. So I have to like put it, re put it into like anything that I have my bank card in, you know? And it was a fucking pain in the ass to try to get, to try to get my card into the PlayStation one. Like it kept like erroring. It kept erroring to the point that I got locked out of PlayStation network. Oh, so yeah. I like shit. So I had to like I had to like get on my laptop and like get on the network and like put in I couldn't even you I could not even use my bank card at all. I was completely locked out on that. I had so I ended up using my uh, PayPal account to get it. But it was a whole like nightmare of a headache to do it. And I wanted to do it cuz you know it was half off. I wanted to get it for 9.99 and and finally it worked, but it but it really it took me like 10 times I think to try to get it to fucking it's it was just so annoying because I'm like I'm trying to give you money and you won't give me it won't let me give you money like what the fuck man this is this is a problem on your end I'm I'm trying to let me help you you know help me help you here help me help you I'm trying to I'm trying to fucking pay you and you won't let me and it's really irritating but yeah no I finally got it I only I only played a little bit of it but uh it's kind of it's almost like the Dragon Quest Eleven before Dragon Quest Eleven. Because because you can you can play every level in two D and three D you get the you get the option to do either even though I think you have to play both of them to like unlock everything, but it's pretty cool like it's uh I don't know some whatever some creature that I can't remember the name of shows up and like you know sucks all of Sonic's friends into like various dimensions basing it based on old based on old video games or okay. old, old Sonic games and uh, Sonic gets dropped in this sort of like Matrix type place where there's like or almost like a or almost like the blob even like this area like with no color it's like all white and you have to play these old levels to like put the color back in there and stuff like that and as you go through there you'll like unlock your your various friends to do different stuff but you get the option of playing it in 2D or 3D and then there's like the smaller sonic that's supposed to be like the original 2D sonic and then there's the sonic with the longer legs which is which is like the 3D sonic so that's like the two different generations of sonic and they control a little bit differently like the one, the 3D one, like can home can home on the characters, but the 2D one can't. You know, but there's also, I mean, there is like 2D parts in the 3D ones, but it's you know, it's it's fine, it's pretty cool. I still think I still think I like Lost World and Colors better, but uh, I mean, it's I finally have it. You know, I think I have all the Sonic games that I would ever want as of right now. Unless yeah, I yeah, you're a Sonic scholar <laughs> at this point. Yeah, unless I wanted to get like uh, Unleashed for I would only get Unleashed if it was like really cheap, if it was like under five dollars. Just because of Unleashed, you know, or Black Knight would be in the same area. I think I, I thought I had said I thought I had the Secret Rings one, but I don't know. I, I felt like I had bought it at uh, MGC or something. But if I didn't have that one, I'd buy that for cheaper, also. But but if you're interested in our uh, Sonic stuff, we have a new Patreon episode up for that number twelve of our Patreon, so you can check that out. But yeah, I, I got to play around with it a little bit. I got to the part where you unlock Knuckles and you can use him to dig for. To dig for coins and stuff, which I was kind of like, all right, that level was annoying. That was an incredibly annoying level, and I like finished that one, and then I was done for the night. But yeah, that's my Sonic stuff. Uh, I had I wanted to do this whole thing. I was thinking about doing this whole thing on here about like whether you are where you are, whether you're required to like beat the boss of a game or not, because because mm-hmm. I was talking about Mega Man Zero Collection <laughs> last week, and I really like that. I really like that collection a lot, actually, especially in handheld. It it kind of I don't know what it is, but it kind of feels like I'm holding a giant, like, original Game Boy Advance. Like, not the flip one, you know, like the, the old school ones. It's kind of feel like when I'm playing it on the Switch, I feel like I'm holding this giant Game Boy Advance. And it's cool. And we were actually wrong. I did do some research last week. 
There was one other Game Boy Advance game that was on Switch, and that was that weird brawler that I bought. It's called like Hakito or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a Game Boy Advance game that was ported to Switch. Oh. And it was it's a beat 'em up. It's a beat 'em up game and it came out like I don't know. It it had to have been like the first year of the Switch, I think. It was back when I was just kind of buying anything cuz there wasn't that many games, but Wow. But that was a Game Boy Advance port. It has a picture of a guy's face on it. I think it's Hikido, it like starts with an H, something like that. But yeah, that's that's uh, cuz I was as I was I whenever we edit, whenever I edit the podcast, I always try to double check what we say on the show because you know, sometimes we're not correct. Right, sometimes but, uh, we're just like, yeah, that must, that's probably true. That's what I remember. Yeah, and it's it's always nice to know like whether we were actually right or not on it. But that one in particular was, yeah, there was there was another game that was a Game Boy Advance game that was brought to the Switch. Gekido, not a, not an H. It's G E K I D O, and it has a picture of a dude's face, and that's that's a Game Boy Advance game. I had totally forgotten about that one. It's one that I got and played for a little bit and deleted already. So <laughs> I, I just remember being, I remember being, Even though it was like probably what, like 12 megabytes or something. Yeah. Well, I remember it being like pretty hard, like in the ways of like, no, you know, no unlimited continues, no like save state, like nothing like that, which just a, like direct port. Yeah. Direct part. So I, I played it for a while and, but it got to the point where I just couldn't progress anymore because of the difficulty. And that's why I stopped on it. But yeah, uh, Mega Man Zero. I played through. I played through the whole game. I got all the way to the final boss, and uh, the final boss has two forms. The first form, I could. I got to the point where I could just like drill through it and pretty easily. But the second form has like just. There's just so many ways that if you fuck up, you automatically die. Like it's like an instant death. So it's like it was just like driving me fucking crazy. Like this boss was like, ha! Ah, it was just. It was killing me. Like, I was, like, so much on the verge of just, like, quitting, of just giving up and just not doing it. Like, I, last night, I was like, I'm going to go on a boss thing. I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat Mega Man. I'm going to beat Dragon Quest, you know. I beat one of those, not not the <laughs> not the Mega Man one. But I tried doing the Mega Man for the one, for the Mega Man one, and I was, like, so mad. Because it's just so, like I said, it's so easy to, there's these, like, three attacks at the, it's basically a, a boss that's floating in the air, which is, number one, an annoying thing in any game. Number two, there's only like one spot to stand on, which is only about the size of like maybe three Mega Man's under under this character that's floating. Uh, number two, there's a move where he throws like these three uh, circles at you that if it catches you, it completely immo- immobilizes you for like 30 seconds. So if you're in the air and that thing hits you and you're not above this tiny ass area that's under him, you'll automatically fall into the pit and die and have to start all the way back at the first form of the boss. That's what that's what's incredibly annoying about it. Or if, and also like he'll, that small spot that you can stand on, he'll like basically fill that with flames and catch it all on fire. So you can't stand there. And there's these two floating things on the side that you need to like wall jump on to not, to not get killed by the fire. And if if you fuck that up, you can, if, if you get to the top of the wall, there's like spikes on the bottom and the top of the wall. So you can hit yourself there and then fall off and die. There's just like way too many things that'll end up in like one hit kills. And that's what was killing me about that guy. But while I was waiting earlier before we recorded, I finally I finally beat it. So I'm done with Mega Man Zero One. I can go on to two. So I'm wow. happy. I'm happy Good now. I'm done. I knocked out. I knocked out Zero One. It's gone. Done. Don't need to nice. return to it. Where does that put you on the uh, games you beat list? Well, I I have that one. That gives me. I don't. I I mean, I added it to the list, but I haven't tallied it yet. I mean, it'll be like. I think that's what one more point on that one because it's one that released. Or no, I guess I could count as two, right? Because it's a because it's a retro game. 
just because it released this year, but it's an old game from the from Game Boy Advance. And also, I didn't realize uh, those games were made by NT Creates, the guys who did all the the Blaster Master shit on uh, Switch and all that. So oh, okay. that was when they were a part of Capcom still, but that's the same company, so that's pretty cool. I, di- I didn't know that was them. But yeah, no, I still highly recommend, aside from all the shit I said about the boss, I still think those games are awesome, and I want to play all of them. That's why I was like so frustrated at that boss. Because I really want to beat it and go to the next thing. But uh, so I did that. I just started playing two, like just now, and I, it's cool so far. We'll see what I get stuck on on that one. But but uh, also, uh, Jess and I, we were watching uh, yesterday. We both had the day off, so so we so we like a uh, Jess has still been working through Dragon Quest Eleven. So she played a. Uh, she was kind of stuck on the battleground part because the the maps in the two D version is much more different, like. Than the much more difficult than the 3D version. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm convinced that the 2D version is like the master mode of that game. Like if you, if you play that version, it's 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 much more difficult because they don't really they don't really show you where you need to go, and there's like no maps for most of the dungeons, so you have to kind of figure it out yourself. So she was kind of stuck on this one, so we just worked through it and figured out where the thing was. We found that and like got to the next part and did a bunch of Dragon Quest stuff, and then we watched. Uh, and then we ordered some food and we watched the Dragon Quest Netflix movie again because I'm like, you know what? I don't think you'll ever – you'll get to Dragon Quest V anytime soon. So let's just watch this movie because we, we had just watched the Pokemon one before, which I'll talk to that talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, we ended up watching Dragon Quest Your Story and she she loved it. Like I love seeing it again. I think it's a fucking awesome movie. It's one, I think it's one of the best – I think it's one of the best video game movies that I've seen. And – uh and I was just having all this like Dragon Quest stuff, and I was like, "Man, I just I need to go back and play that game and beat that boss." So like I, I go online, and I'm like, and I'm because I got like destroyed at level ninety nine. I'm like, "What is?" I'm like, so I like looked. I was like, "Guide how to beat the guy's name is Kalasmos. I can call his say his name. I don't think that's really spoilers if you don't know who he is. I mean, you won't really know who he is until he appears. He's not somebody that shows up early in the game or anything like that. But uh, but I, I went online. And I was like, "So how do you beat this guy?" And it fi- and I found out that you if you just use a fucking weapon, which I forgot that you can do because like a whole bunch of Dragon Quest games used to do that, where you can use a weapon as an item, it it do- it'll do like a move, it'll do like a spell or like a, a it'll affect a bad guy in some way. And if you use the Sword of Light, you know which you have, which you're trying to find in the beginning of the game, if you use that, the one that you have in the in the second half of the game, you basically knock him down to like way easier. And I beat him in like four rounds after that. I like destroyed him after I used this fucking sword. So I was just like, this is, I was like, this is so dumb. Like that's, that's what I, I didn't, I don't remember anybody telling me to use that against that guy. I just felt so stupid. And then I did it and it was like easy. So I went and I did that. I beat the game finally, got the second credits, which the second credits are really cool because they, they show like, they show parts of like all of the Dragon Quest games. Like they go through all of them, like from one to from one to 10, which is really, really cool. And it shows like the original version of it. So it's like, we have like the Famicom and like the super Famicom and like the original, like Dragon Quest seven on PlayStation and and the PlayStation two one and then DS and then like Dragon Quest 10. And, and watching the credits, I was like, man, they only Dragon Quest was only out for like two games. They only had like two non Nintendo games, but everything else was on Nintendo systems. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know. I found it interesting. Cause like they left, you know, they left Nintendo after the Super Nintendo, as most people did, because of the change, because of the staying with the cartridges and all that, and they made seven for PlayStation One, they made eight for PlayStation Two, but then they came back for nine for the DS, and I think that's crazy that they just skipped out on like 
PS3 or 360 or whatever and went to the DS. Like, it's just, I don't know. That, I guess that talks to, like, how, you know, how much of a big thing DS was in Japan and all that. But, but yeah, no, it's really cool to just see because it'll just show you, like, footage of all the different, of just stuff from all the games. And it'll just go through all of them and show, like, the, you know, show, like, the banner and it's all in Japanese and all that. And it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, I finally got through that. And then I went back, you know, because I have to go to the Tockling area after you beat everything because they give you an item that will help you defeat, that will help you get through the final quest on that. So I did that, and then I got four levels of just, like, straight-up boss, ru- boss rush mode after that. We have to fight, like, three bosses at a time, like, ones from oh, wow. older Dragon Quest games. And let me tell you, that third one, I mean, the first one was easy. Like, I, I went through the first one real easy. That second one was hard. And that third one was really hard because the third one, you had to fight two big bosses at once and then they die and you have to fight two more big bosses after that with no like healing or anything. So that one I thought was the hardest fucking one. And then I get to the fourth one, which is a harder, harder version of Klasmos in 2D, of course. So, and I played like what I thought was like the most epic battle ever, but I fucked, I fucked it up in the end. I didn't win. I fucked it up because I got all of my guys like got a, um, they all pepped up at the same time, you know, which doesn't normally mm-hmm. happen. And I was trying to figure out what to move, what move to use. It's like, do I use the Yggdrasil thing that'll make me all like invincible for like four? I probably should have done that one, or like the one, the Kazapstrophy or whatever it is, where you like do like the crazy lightning attack. I thought about doing that one, but the one that I did is I did the one that healed me and got rid of all the status ailments, and then he put them all back on on the next fucking round. So oh, I got man. so I ended up getting killed, and I felt like I fucked up because I picked the wrong thing on that. That just like, I don't know, just reminds me how much, why I love like RPGs more than anything else, because it's so much, it's all about like your own, your own like head game here. You know, you gotta, you gotta make the right decisions big time. Cause if you don't, you can mm-hmm. fuck up. And I had a lot of fun. Like the guy was incredibly hard, but I was having a really good time with it. Cause I don't know. I like, I like RPG stuff. That's like really challenging, but not like unfair, you know? So I was, I don't know. I felt like it was really testing my, my dragon quest knowledge on that, but. But yeah, I made it. I made it through most of the game. I still got one guy left to beat, but I still, yeah, that game is awesome. I still, I still love that game totally. And um, what, what else? Oh yeah, I watched, I watched the uh, Pokemon movie, the CGI one, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. It's pretty much like a frame for frame remake, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is actually. And I was, and we were talking about it. and I was kind of like, I was kind of like, uh, what is? I was like, I don't, I'm not really sure what the point of this is, is what I was saying. And I wanted to bring it up here because it's, I kind of, I mean, it, it looks nice. You know, the animation's really good. Like, it's still the same good story, but I, I like the original one better. I, I like the hand-drawn one better. I think it's, I think that one was, that one was weirder. Like, it has more, like. It's probably more expressive. Yeah, it, ha- it has, like, more weird, like, sound. Tr- like, there's not a whole lot of weird songs in there. You know, like like vocal songs and stuff like that. Like in the original one, like a lot of it's all like scores now. And I feel like the first one was just like edgier, I guess. I mean, it was 1999. There was, Pokemon had only been out for a couple years. But this one, I was kind of like, I'm like, who is this for? I mean, I guess, you know, all the Pokemon fans are going to watch it. but And I enjoyed watching it. I just was like, kind of like, I don't know what the point of this is. Because it's, yeah, because as far as I know, like nothing was changed in it. It's just CGI now. So it's That's like. on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So, I mean, I, I watched it for free. I didn't have to pay for it or anything, but. But I don't really understand who it was for. But if they did, if they did remakes of all the other ones, you know, I'd I'd, I'd watch those because I only watched the first one. But and I'd also it was a, it was a damn shame that they did not they did not do the Pikachu's vacation, the weird ass five minute movie that like 
that like came out before or, uh, preceded the movie. Yeah, yeah. The pre- they did like this weird ass short that has no dialogue in it, and it's just Pokemon hanging out together. That thing's awesome. I think you can still find it on YouTube. But I really, I don't understand why they didn't just do a CGI version of that because that was I always thought that was trippy and weird and fun and all that. So I don't know. But yeah, that was what I watched on that. <laughs> Nintendo, but I thought I'd mention it anyway, just because we're kind of an RPG-centered podcast. You know, we talk about a lot, a lot of RPG stuff. I played I played the Final Fantasy VII demo right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you played it yet, yet, Jeremy? I played all the way through it. You did? Okay. I, f- I figured you had, so I, so I figured I should play through it too, so we can both talk about it. But but uh, did you like it? It was fine. It was kind of confusing, but yeah. I made my way through it eventually. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, see, I don't I don't really have like I don't really have a whole lot of nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. I mean, yeah, I played it when I when it came out. I really wanted it. I played it for a while on PlayStation when it came out. And when I bought a PS3, that was the first thing that I bought on Virtual Console was Final Fantasy VII, and I played it all the way to the end of the game. And I I don't know. I don't I don't think it's that great. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, you beat it, or you just got to the end. I beat it. No, I beat the game. Oh, I, beat, beat I, I beat the game. Actually, I kind of hated the ending because it ended with an earthquake killed the bad guy, which that always annoys me when like Deus Machina shit comes in and you don't actually kill the bad guy. But uh, that was probably one one of the big gripes. But but I mean, I was like, eh, I'm not I'm not that nostalgic about it. But I think this game looks cool. It's weird that it's so different. It's like so so different. It's like it's like redoing Super Mario Brothers and making it like Doom or something. You know, it's like yeah. so. It's so not. I don't know. It's it's. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Actually, it's kind of like if I was a diehard fan of Seven, I'd probably be pretty pretty pissed off because I've been saying for years like I like Six is my Final Fantasy. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm like, well, why don't they do a remake of Six? But if they made a did a remake of Six and it was like this game. I wouldn't want it. I would not want it at all. Like I would want it more like to be more like Octopath or something like that. Like make it more like a just like, you know, like more more stylized like HD sprites but not I don't want it to be like not a turn-based game anymore. But that's me. I think I think Square thinks that the turn-based people like myself are not what who they want to make games for anymore. So, so there's know. sort of like an like what they took the active time system or whatever. And that is actually present, but it's like based on a mode or like how you charge up something. Yeah. I mean, there's, I couldn't completely understand what was happening. I, I mean, I only died once. Like I, I got through it. Oh, I didn't die at all. (laughs) Yeah. See, I died once. So I was like, well, shit, I wasn't paying attention to healing. Yeah. The reason like I paid attention to healing and I was fine. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they give you, you get like 15, 20 potions yeah. or something like that. And once you get Barrett in your party, he, he can do a cure move. So, mm-hmm. so that'll help you out. But I mean, it, it looks really nice. It's, uh, 
it's weird. <laughs> it's it's just a strange thing. So but the weird thing about it is it's kind of like I remember when I first started playing Dragon Quest Eleven, and I it uh, by default you could run around during battle. Yeah, it didn't make a difference. Yeah. Well, in this game, it does. Yeah, you have to like hide behind shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can like you can like dodge. You can like roll. You know, mm-hmm. so. So, so it's very much an RPG and an action game at the same time, and it's it's really weird how they're making those systems. But I guess I could maybe get used to it eventually. But the fact that it's episodic, I don't know. That's a huge turnoff. Yeah, that's weird that it's not. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Like it's so they're selling so they're selling this for sixty dollars, but this is not the whole game. That's what. That's kind of I, I keep forgetting that because I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get it, and it doesn't. It comes out after MGC, so like I'm. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pre-order or anything now. It's, it's it seems of, like when they made The Hobbit into three movies. You know? Yeah, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, why does it need to be split up? It's It was actually a relatively short yeah. Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. It's It kind of had a little bit of had a little bit of uh, Ease vibe to me. It kind of reminded me of that because ease does kind of work like that game, except you can do more in ease than you can do on set on final fantasy seven. Like there's no, like there's no like um, dodges or stuff like that. Cause you can do like witch times type stuff in ease. That's very much reminds me a lot of like Bayonetta, but with more, with like levels and stuff. But I, I like, I like how you can freely switch between the two characters. That's kind of cool. And you're basically like, yeah, doing like a small attack that builds up a bigger attack that you can do. And then there's also a bar that fills where you can do abilities, which that's like an even bigger attack. It's kind of how that goes. I don't know. It was, it's been all over the internet, so I just feel, felt like I should probably check it out because Final Fantasy VII, you know, in its best state is on the Switch. So, you know, it's totally mm-hmm. Nintendo adjacent there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it looks nice, but I'm still, I, for, I think for that one, I'm so on the fence that I'm going to have to just wait and see what the people think about it in the end because, Number one, I don't play my PS4 that much, but I do. It did like really intrigue me, like to try it out to see like where they're kind of going. And I, I like the battle system better than what you got in like Final Fantasy 15. You know, I felt like that was kind of way more complicated than this. This one, this one almost is pretty much like an action RPG. You know, they totally there's really not much turn based to it. I guess there's sort of a turn based mode in there where you can hit a button and then a guy goes and attacks for you, like mm-hmm. automatically. But that doesn't sound appealing to me. So. So I don't know. But yeah, but I yeah. think with more than two people, it could be kind of fun because like you go through and you can set the command and then rapidly switch to another person and set their command. Like, yeah, I think after a while it could be pretty fun because mm-hmm. I did get to a point where I was fighting, you know, one of those bosses and I was like switching back and forth pretty quick, doing mm-hmm. a heal and then going to the person, other person to attack and then like using an item and then going back over and attacking or whatever. Yeah. So, but you can, you can already do that. Like you, if you like, you know, you hit the X button and then you bring up the abilities and you can hit one of the LR buttons to like switch to Barrett and like say, Hey Barrett, like do a lightning attack on this guy. And then you switch mm. back to you and you can do your fire attack and you can kind of do that back and forth already. That's no, no, why. I'm saying that is what I was doing with oh, the okay. two. And I'm just saying with yeah. three to four characters, it could be fun. It's going to yeah. be even more fun. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. And also, and a sad note, I heard that the fucking cat's not going to be there, be in there. Yeah, red 12, six or red or, twenty two or whatever. Yeah, his name is. that's a shame. They should keep everybody in there. But yeah, no, it could be really fun. Well, well, it's only going to be three though, right? Because you only got the three person party in that game. That's that was true. that was another bummer. I thought like that you didn't get to have four people at once. But 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I'm kind of interested in it. So we'll see. We'll see where it ends up going. But yeah, that's all. I mean, yeah, that's, I, that's all my stuff. I spoke a lot there, but what have you guys been doing? Well, I didn't really purchase anything this week. So mostly I've just got what I've been playing. Um, as usual, you know, sticking to the Dragon Quest motif, I've been playing through Dragon Quest 2. Um, last week I said I was at the final dungeon. I'm still there. I have not beaten <laughs> it. Um, but I've actually gained about five or six levels. Like mm-hmm. I've been hanging out in the dungeon a lot and just pushing my way through it as much as I can and then uh, evacuating and healing up and coming back and just like stocking up money. And I'm just grinding, mm-hmm. you know, as I like to do. So I'm in a happy little loop right now. Are it's you... literally like a loop at the end. It's like a it's a weird maze. Mm. And I've been not consulting anything for that last maze, so I've gotten lost a lot. Sure. Have you but you haven't seen like the big the big bad yet? Like, no, no, like I haven't the bad guy. The end guy. Okay. Because no. I don't rem- I remember some of them you have to fight a few guys before you get to the final boss. Yeah. And what I would I know that from the looking at the walkthrough, but oh, okay. I've just been trying to actually like work my way through it, and luckily the pitfalls stay in place after you trigger them. So oh, okay, good. I don't know if it was like that in the original version, but probably not. I I just remember doing that for one of them, for either one, two, or three, or maybe two and three. There's one where you fight these big guys before you get to the boss, and I would just keep when I whenever I try the boss again, I'd fight these two big guys, and I would level up every time I did it. So it was kind of like I was kind of grinding before the boss, and I just did that a couple times, and eventually I was strong enough to. to to kill the boss, so that re- that always helped for for a grinding. Yeah, but I'm gonna beat it, and hopefully, I will have beaten it by next week because I'm excited to play Dragon Quest three. I'm yeah. ready to start a new one. I'm feeling good about just being done with this one, so I'm thinking I'm gonna try to beat it this week. But I have actually run into quite a few metal slimes lately. Nice, and uh, gotten like that's one of the reasons I've gotten so many levels because. I've actually been able to kill off a couple of them at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my characters out of three have the life spell now, which is the, what is it called? What is it called in this? Uh, Sis? Kazing. There we go. Oh, Kazing, yeah. Right. Two yeah. of the characters have Kazing, so I'm finally at a point in the game where I'm like mm-hmm. sort of unstoppable if I play it right. I guess I'm just trying to get more levels, and I'm just not quite ready to let go of this game yet, but I think I'll beat it soon. Cool. Likewise, Dragon Quest VIII finally made some progress. I got past the boss I'd been stuck on for like a month or so. Yes. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Yeah, I beat <laughs> him, and uh, I just went back to him and kicked his ass. So I guess, you know, I'd gained the adequate number of levels mm-hmm. and uh, got my fourth party member. So finally go into the next part of the game. It's uh, Angelo, right? What's happening yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got him. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think it's only... Because it's only what Jessica and Angelo and and uh, Yangus, yep, right, and then and then you get another one that I think is only on the on the 3ds version. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about the game other than what I've played so far, but I'm having a good time with it. And I went to the next town in the map, so I think I'm on the right path to like doing whatever's happening next. But that's I'm mostly trying to get through Dragon Quest too, so. I didn't play a lot of that, but yeah, I'm just happy to say I've at least made progress in that game finally, and hopefully maybe it'll push through it a little quicker from this point on, now that I've done a lot of grinding. Uh-huh. Can I say something about my uh, 
my little tagline at the beginning earlier. Oh yeah, my, uh, my G Bros work again. That's crazy. And they- I'm like, I was completely blown away. Like, this blew me away because my partner was on her way over. I was cooking uh, dinner, and uh, I'd got everything ready to cook it. Like when she got here, and uh, I was like, well, I remember John posting in the Slack that there is a Switch update. I hadn't played my Switch for a couple of days. So I went into the switch and I did the update manually because for some reason it didn't uh, ask me to do it. But uh, I went in and I just like went through the menu and did it. And uh, right when it was done, I was like, I, I wonder if the G Bros works now. Just like not even really expecting uh-huh. it to work. Just kind of like because I've still like looked online and haven't found anyone else complaining about having the problem I did. So and it worked like it like a charm immediately. Yeah. It well, just connected immediately to it. So now I've got two. That's great. Uh, oh, yeah, because you bought two. GameCube <laughs> controller and the uh, the classic controller hooked up at all times. Oh, yeah. So now you can play. Yeah, you could do two player with two of them going if you if you wanted to. Yeah. So pretty stoked about that. It's got to be the update. I can't think of what else would have fixed it because I'd already done the firmware update on the G Bros and that didn't work. So it wasn't until I did the a firmware update on the switch itself yeah i wondered if it i mean maybe it was like it had to have been like maybe a small handful of people were having troubles and i don't know it's it's so weird like but but i don't think nintendo would like internally do it because it's not like a, a it's not like a sing it's not a first party thing yeah but yeah, i really w- don't know like yeah. maybe it was just something that was actually messed up with my code for some reason and it got fixed you know what i mean like maybe something got corrupted when my last update happened or something. I can't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a computer guy, but that's about all I can think because it's working now and that's all I care about. I'm happy. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy that it worked. It's just so, it's so weird that it worked like that, but it's great that it does. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm like, did they, did they like maybe do a fix to like syncing stuff? And maybe that just happened to fall into place. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all that matters is that your G bro is back up and it works again. And yeah, it was immediately after I did that, and that's the only thing I can think. Yeah. Fixed it. Because you can't update the Gbro without physically plugging it in to the computer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's one of the best, uh, that's probably the best update then so far, right? Aside from when everything got sorted, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I played with uh, Shauna last night for a couple of hours. We played Tetris 99, like, mm-hmm. just getting back into it, you know? Like, just feeling good about using that controller again, and I was placing so much better than I have been like the past month or whatever. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It felt sure. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like it, I think my first match I played, I played, I placed like ninth. Also, speaking of Cedric's ninety nine, I found it really weird that there wasn't an event last month. There was no, there was no February Tetris Maximus. There was not. Yeah, and I hope that doesn't mean that they're not doing any anymore. I don't know. I, I was waiting for it to happen, and it just didn't happen. Maybe a Nintendo Direct that hopefully happens next week. We'll mention it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm past the... As of this point, I figured that the Direct just isn't happening until... I don't know. Somebody (laughs) posted a a comment that I... That seems kind of reasonable to me. That maybe there was a Direct uh, planned, but the virus causing all kinds of shortages with the equipment and might affect game production. So they might have... They might be holding on to it. Um, because of that, yeah. That, I mean, that's what I, I think was, that seems reasonable. That's what I was going to say. That maybe it's a coronavirus related thing. I, I don't know. Right. 
I don't know. But, I mean, they still got that Animal Crossing one out there, and that's the one that matters. So, I don't know. To most people, that's the one that matters. But but still, I mean, at this point, yeah, I don't know. It's We're almost, I mean, we're in March now, so it's like. It's going to be an E3 season. Yeah, well, a couple, yeah, a few months will be an E3 season, but I don't know. There'll be one. There'll be one coming eventually. As of right now, I'm still in, and I'm still with a wealth of games on Switch, so I don't really care that much. Same. Probably after, well, definitely after Animal Crossing. Yeah, probably. Which, speaking of Animal Crossing, why even wait? You can play it now on your PS4. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes, in Dreams, somebody has made a uh, an Animal Crossing demo that I tried this week. Uh, of course, I'm still playing Dreams. I bought that on my PS4 uh, last week. And uh, yeah, somebody made an Animal Crossing game. And really, there's not much to it. But it's pretty funny because, like, instead of talking to, like, the cat that you usually talk to where you're on the train or whatever, it's just KK Slider talking to you at the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's and he's a- just like, what's up? Like, uh, have you been thinking about what kind of job you want? And, like, it only lets you choose, like, mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, he's like, "Oh, by the way, you're about to be on a train." And then all of a sudden, you like hear train sounds. He's like, "Yeah, you're on a train. You're on a way to a town." <laughs> and uh, and by the way, you owe, you owe me five hundred thousand dollars. And then he's like, uh, "Now design your character." And then you go into a character design screen, and it starts playing like a really, really like super like basic version of the Me Channel theme from the yeah. Wii. <laughs> nice. And you make your Animal Crossing character, but the customization is actually pretty robust i would say mm-hmm. or as they would say uh customization features are fairly robust given what you're doing in the game like using the uh using the you know the software but yeah you can like change your skin tone and your eye color and of course like your hairstyle and different features about your body and stuff you know as much as animal crossing allows mm-hmm. so you do that and it's really cool and then you meet isabel and she's talking to you and she's actually got the Animal Crossing style voice where like you can hear each of the letters oh, the, really quickly. Yeah, the meow, 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 meow. And she's yeah. like, and now let's go see the town. And then the, that's the end of the demo. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh is uh, do you get can you get furniture? Can you how can you set it up in your house? No, it just gets to like when you're actually gonna get to the town and you don't yeah. get to the town. But I mean Isabel and KK Slider are both in there, so what else, what much more do you need? Like you can play it now. <laughs> but yeah, actually, if you'd have dreams, I, I suggest checking it out just because it's pretty amazing what level of detail they put into it. Of course, it looks a little wonky, but that's that's to be expected. Well, yeah, I mean, I figured there'd be a kind of figured there's got to be a couple different Animal Crossing, you know, knockoffs on there. Just well, that's the best people. one I found. I yeah. found a couple others which were just more like let's take this Mario level concept and have an animal crossing character in it like there's a lot of that on dreams and i'm seeing mm-hmm. more of that and in fact i made my own level this week and it was kind of like that too nothing there's no objective and i didn't upload it but it's definitely uh, a robot character that i uploaded like i took from somebody else's assets and then i put it in a different level that someone else made and then i remixed some music that someone made so like it's pretty cool speaking of robust character creation Another game I played on Dreams is Animal Pro Skater. Oh yeah, uh, I think I believe it was US Gamer or Kotaku. I can't remember one of the two. Did a write up about this game actually uh, a day or two ago, 
And somebody actually went and tried their best to make sort of a Tony Hawk kind of game within it, but you're an animal-based character. You're either like a bird or a, a raccoon or something. I don't know. You can do a bunch of facial features. But once again, a very robust character creation system. So you could be like a cat character with a bird feather tail if you wanted. You know, you can combine all the elements, be a chimera or whatever they call that. Uh-huh. But it's pretty cool until you actually play the game where it's kind of dumb. <laughs> the physics yeah. are all off, but it's still pretty cool. Like it's got a full like uh soundtrack and um I play this other game called Morbid Despair, A Taste of Fear. This game actually scared me. Um it's sort of got kind of a Silent Hill kind of thing going, I think they would say. Uh super moody ambient, low light, you gotta use a flashlight to see where you're going. Uh the main character, kind of a sort of crudely drawn 3d model but it's like a uh i guess supposed to be kind of like hearkening to resident evil and it's like sort of a a woman cop character and then she's wearing a bomber jacket that literally has a bob bomb on the back of it so that's kind of cool but uh this game actually scared me it surprised me like uh they had like all the screechy like horror kind of music going that i think they probably made in the you know through the music creator and uh there's this crazy, like, almost Edward Scissorhands-looking zombie lady that just would appear when you get the key to uh, go through the store, and she, like, chases you, and every time she hits you, like, your vision gets blurry, and you can't tell where you're going. And uh, I haven't beaten that one yet. That one freaks me out, because mm. she chases you down, like, with a fury. Yeah. Have you uh, Have you found the... Apparently, somebody made a, a version of PT on there. Have you found that? No, because yeah. because I, w- I always wanted to play PT, and of course you know it was removed from the network, so you can't play it anymore. But you know it was that um, Guillermo del Toro uh, Hideo Kojima movie or game that like was like supposedly this really cool like haunted haunted house Silent Hill type thing, and apparently it it was a demo basically. Well, it was PT. It was called PT, like playable trailer is what it was supposed to stand for, and it was supposed to be like the scariest thing ever, and a lot of people got freaked out by it, and. Everybody loved it, and it got eventually it got pulled, I guess, from the and I never played it, and I guess somebody recreated it on Dreams, and we were, I don't know. We were trying to, to check out on there. Yeah, it's kind of one of PT, yeah, p p dot t dot. It's a it's it's a whole yeah, it was a whole thing. Apparently, it was really cool, and you can't play it anymore it, unless unless you like have it downloaded on your system. If you downloaded it way when it came out and you never deleted it, then you can still play it. But if you deleted it, you can't get it back again. It's gone can't re-download it so yeah see if you can find that one on there it's supposed to be really crazy yeah look at house type thing um i'd say like i played there's this funny one i played called the ballad of lousy greg it's a pretty basic one but i think the person did you know really cool thing with it like it had a sort of like uh, i don't know if it's apocalypse now where you see like the sun rising over the over the earth or whatever but it kind of does that but you're on the moon and you're seeing like the sun rising behind the earth Hmm. and it's like you're Greg the astronaut, and you're like, "Hey, I'm uh, Houston. We have a problem. Uh, you forgot me on the moon." And then you, and they're like, "Yeah, Greg, we left you. You're, you're cause, because you're the worst. You suck." They pretty much just like tell you, "You <laughs> we don't suck." Like you. And then a- you like finally work your way around the the planet, and you realize like the rocket ship's heading back to Earth, and you can like see it flying off in the distance. And they're like, "You just need to work on yourself for a while. We're just going to leave you here." And that's pretty much the end of the game. But it cracked me up, and I laughed a lot when I played it because. <laughs> 
I thought that was just an interesting thing to do with the game because you can sort of run around the moon a little bit and it has an almost like Mario Galaxy kind of feel. But at a certain point, like if you fall into a a, tr- a, a crater, it'll just like glitch out and you have to end it. And then like the last thing I played this week that I thought was really cool, where I played a lot of really cool stuff this week and I'm probably going to forget some stuff, but uh, it was uh, Pelican Town from Harvest Harvest Moon. Hmm. Not Harvest Moon, uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Pelican Town from Stardew Valley, they actually recreated it in 3D and running around it in 3D, it actually felt like I knew where everything was. Like, Oh, weird. The dimensions felt correct. It was really strange and they didn't put all of the characters in it, but several of the characters are recreated in 3D. So I thought that was a pretty cool little uh, little tribute that was made within the game. So just continuing to play Dreams and uh, liking it. But otherwise, that's pretty much it. Because we already talked about the Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might buy a Dreamcast, possibly. Cool. You heard you got, about buying a Dreamcast. You got a lead on one? I have a lead on one. It has a... Uh, as, as usual, it's through a coworker. I found a lot of game systems through coworkers. This one was uh, chipped, so it's got a chip on it where you can play burned games. Oh, I think they. I think they all. I thought they all played burned games. Well, this one doesn't require any sort of a boot a bootloader. You can just straight up copy them, and it's built into it. I guess. Oh, weird. Because well, I guess I don't really know that much about Dreamcast, but the one that I have, it plays burned discs. Like I don't have to boot anything with it. You just put a disc in it and it plays. I thought it. I thought they just did that because, you know, I had that Marvel vs. Capcom three disc or whatever that was burned that we got from from Brian from from uh, Kentucky that lives here now. Well, he um, burned a uh, he burned a loader onto it. Oh, okay. so you have to like know how to do that to make the burn games work. But as far oh, okay. as I know, this thing like bypasses that, and, and so you can just straight up like copy games and play them. So I'm thinking about buying it. I don't know. It's it was chipped a long time ago, but it's yeah. a thing that I, I've wanted to Dreamcast for a little while. Mm. And I mean, I have I have an extra one. I just I don't know what I should look at what kind of plugs I have for it. Yeah, because I have one that I could just like give you, but I don't know if I I don't I don't know if I have all of the cables for it. Yeah, this includes all the cables and yeah. two controllers and a few games, but I don't know if they're all deal. Yeah. So maybe I'll let you guys know next week if I buy it. How much is he selling it for? Fifty. Okay. Well, I mean, very good deal. That's fine. I mean, you're getting games with it and stuff too. I mean, it's a great deal. I still might try to talk him down, but I'll probably do. I think fifty is probably a fair price if it's been hard modded. Sure. Well, yeah, and he's throwing games in, in with it too, right? I think they're burn games, but they're games. Well, they they play. Uh, yeah. But they, anyway, that's it for me this week. Well, for me, I've not been playing. Anything beyond you know, a little bit of Mario Maker here and there, nothing remarkable from me. It's been very, very busy. All right, well, uh, let's let's take a break then, and we'll come back and celebrate the birthday of the Switch.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Happy birthday to the Nintendo Switch. It is entering its fourth year right now. And I thought it'd be fun to just like talk about what we, you know, our experiences with the Switch and what we've seen so far. Um, I kind of just threw together like a little list and I see John did some mad notes on his. So, yeah, I I think we'll start with him. But but yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, we'll say like what 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 is what has gone right and wrong with the Switch? Uh, What are games that we still need on the system, you know, which I put Metroid in parentheses because I keep forgetting, like, it's almost like it, it's almost like that series doesn't exist anymore because it's been so long since I've seen it, you know, it's like, I mean, it was on the 3DS like that, somewhat recently. The yeah. Return I mean, well, it had Federation Force, but nobody really played that except for me. So it's like, yeah. like a, like an official one. It's been so long, but yeah. And like, and of course, like we'll talk about like switch online, like what's come of that, but yeah, entering the fourth year of the Switch, and I guess you could say like what I guess this kind of goes with like games that are still in there. But what do we need to help it stand strong against all of these new systems that are that are actually going to be coming out fairly soon or coming out that this no year? One you know, seems to really care that much about. It. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I haven't really heard much about it, but I don't know. Well, everybody's kind of like hesitant to announce prices. Like that's a thing right now. Well, they're kind of waiting out, waiting for each other, right? Uh-huh. To, yeah. And then now with like, of course, current climate of the world, like, yeah, manufacturing costs is going to be a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole another thing, but yeah. Talk to us about your three years of the switch, John. How, how do you, how do you feel with your wonderful little hybrid system? Sure. Well, maybe I can do my top five first. How about that? Sure. So my top five, uh, number five, so this is the, the the 
first three years, best games, I think, so far. Top five. Number five is my friend Pedro. Oh, we made it to the I, top I really five. thought about that that position. I had a couple others. I was like, yeah, I don't know, my friend Pedro. But this one, I just had so much fun. It was so much value for, you know, it's a short game. Um, I think I beat it in just over five hours, but I did go back and play it a bunch. Every once in a while, I'll just jump on and do two or three levels here and there. Um, and it's just so fluid and fast paced and really, really fun. Now, you played it too. We talked about that before. Yeah. Um, number four, The Messenger. You know, what, what, more, what more can we say about that game? Another, yeah, it was our game uh, of the year in 2017. Yeah. It was our game of the year, yeah. And the only the, the only reason that um, I put it at number four is that the other three had such crazy re- replayability for me. Um, where, you know, the messenger is, a, you know, it's a, it's a you know, finite story or, or, you know, action platform game. But, yeah, I, I think it's just such a fantastic game. Uh, yeah, number four, the messenger. Uh, number three, Rocket League. So that game, last I checked, I think I was at five hundred and twenty hours on that game. Um, definitely the best bang for my buck for fifteen bucks. I got like five hundred twenty-five hours out out of it so far. I keep playing. I haven't played it in about two months, but that's mostly because of another game on the list. Um, number two, I put uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah, number two. Number two, I put it at number two. Hmm. Oh, I think oh. I know what your number one is then. You know what my number one is then? Yeah. yeah. Number yeah. one is Mario Maker 2. Yeah, that's well, that's the one that you're still playing. So still, still playing. Still coming too. That's it's kind of why you bought a Switch, right? Really? That's one of the reasons. Yeah, you know, I I wanted to play Mario Maker for a long time, and I watched hours and hours of it on YouTube, but I never had a Wii U. Um, so it, I guess it, you could say that this was my most anticipated game on the Switch, and it has delivered for me because I'm playing. I'm playing it at even a faster pace than Rocket League. I've already crossed 400 hours. Last time I looked was a couple months ago. I might be at 430 around now. Yeah, and and number one because of the replayability factor. You know, the multiplayer has got its hooks in me. I play it, you know, a couple times a week. So yeah, that's my top five. Yeah. No, I mean it's a we've seen, and I, well, I think when you I think when you bought the Switch originally. Super Mario Maker 2 was not even announced yet. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but we kind of knew it was good. Well, we we thought it was we thought it was going to be like a version of the first one, but it was nice that it got its own version, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. It had its own unique version, even though I kind of missed some of the stuff from the first one that didn't make it over. Like Amiibo Sport, but yeah. No, you got your Switch what? In, uh it was 2018, like summer 2018. I know I got mine in 2017. I thought it was in 2017, so later in the year. Yeah, just later in the year. I don't think I got it until August. Oh, that wasn't even that long after launch, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you got it fairly Five close months, to the yeah. to the to the front. So far, you know, as, as far as like what the switch has done, right and wrong. I think, I think yeah, I think a lot of ours are going to kind of overlap on this type of thing. But yeah, what were you going to say? I think um, right, you know, is obviously the main pitch of the system, the handheld console concepts. It's really mm-hmm. taken off. You know, I pl- I play it 100%, well, not 100%, 95% console, but a lot of people do it differently, so much to the, the point that they actually released the handhold, handheld-only version. Yeah. Um, but you were playing it only handheld for the longest time, right? Yeah, but handheld, I was playing but it with like a, a console. I had my Tri-1. Yeah, handheld, but with a controller and all yeah. that. 
It was like handheld but yeah. with a holder, so it was kind of like it was own, its own TV. But you weren't like holding it. He wasn't like holding it in his hands. You were holding the pro controller and like yeah. having it on. Right, the, right. Yeah. Using the try one. Yeah. Um, the but design it, of the Switch, I think it's the nicest looking system that Nintendo has made. It looks like the most mature system. It looks like any other tech product. Um, yeah, it looks sleek. But it's still so, looks very Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much Nintendo. Even though the eShop still does not have music, which is so weirdly on Nintendo. But It's very weird. Um, wrong. Uh, the number one for me would be the multiplayer. I think you know, it's, it's laggy on a lot, yeah. of, a lot of games. Oddly, first-party Nintendo games. You know, um, Mario Maker and and Smash. I haven't played Smash in a while. I've heard it's got better. But, uh, I mean, so you, you put, like, so many hours into Rocket League, though, and Rocket League was never laggy for you because it was a what, because it was third-party? Like, how was the internet on that game? You spent a lot of hours on it. Some here and there, but it's definitely not as noticeable as Mario Maker. That might just be due to the style of game. I don't, I don't know. Um I haven't played it as much since I got my my LAN adapter, so I guess I can't honestly say. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, it because you put so many hours into you put so many hours into uh, Rocket League, and it's all like it is all like playing people online. So it obviously yeah must not must well, the not way it have been also as bad. Is, it tends to do like um, not so much stopping and starting, but it'll like kind of s- slow you down or fast forward you. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll be playing, and if there is lag, then all of a sudden you'll just zip over to the other side of the field where you should be. Hmm. So it's not as jarring, whereas in Mario Maker, it just, like, slows to a a slideshow. It's not like where it's, like, Um, you're not moving, where your character's just, like, slowly, slowly, slowly moving. And then the other thing about the multiplayer is, you know, no system-wide friend invites. Yeah. We were supposed to get those. We heard about that a couple months ago. Uh, but they were going to deliver them like sort of game by game, mm-hmm. piecemeal. Like some games are going to have it, some games aren't. I don't know. Just why can't it be done all through the system? You know, the way it is on PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, that's, I think that's the most disappointing thing to me. I would think that that would would have been something that was done by now, like with all the for, real. for the three years that it's been out. And online's coming up on two years. Like, well, what a year and a half now. Um, then the other issue is the Joy-Con drift. Which I haven't been affected by, but yeah, but some you don't here have yeah, but you don't use your Joy Cons, right? Sure. So I don't you use my Joy Con, yeah, yeah. So you haven't had to, you haven't dealt with that. Yeah. It's yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, I think we're all we'd all agree on that. The main thing that which is such a weird thing because Nintendo's always been like good at this, but like just the controller problems is like I think a main thing, right? Like how it's so weird that I like my Switch so much, but I don't play I don't play my Switch on the Nintendo controller unless i'm playing it handheld i you know am i am strictly only my 8-bit dough pro controller which is weird for a nintendo controller because most of the time i like the nintendo controllers for all of the previous right. systems but not for this one i did not i did not like that pro controller because that mostly you know because the d-pad the sucks. d-pad is fucked mm-hmm. yeah and the d-pad is very important to me it always has been front on various pressing left registers as up actually yeah, you know what and- I, there were, in in the GameCube days, I did buy a third party controller because of the D pad placement yeah, on, on, small. The, on the game for uh, fighting games. Because yeah, it was like it was your Hori controllers. Right? Yeah, I got the Hori controllers that look like Super Nintendo controllers because it was like 
it was just not. It was impossible to try to play a fighting game with that tiny ass D pad. D pad. It was the same size as the Game Boy Advance D pad. Yeah, it was just not possible. Like you needed, if you wanted to, if you want to play a fighting game well, you needed to get a better need need to get better D pad. And that's like the main thing for me. Is it like it's not since the GameCube have I had to buy a specific controller for my fighting games? So right. This one. And I then if you play again. on the Joy-Con, the Joy-Con doesn't have a D pad. Yeah, that so was what's weird. Up with that? that was such a weird thing because Nintendo. As far as I know, pretty much created the D-pad, and they mm-hmm. gave out, got rid of their own creation. That's such a weird thing. I agree. Yeah. Um, some games that I think we still need. We need the full catalog of classic Nintendo games. I don't know why at this point. You know, yeah. what is it now? Well, that, like thirteen that, years after the Wii Virtual Console came out. Yeah. I mean, um, that's still. Why don't we just have? Every Nintendo game because of available license. out there by now because of licensing. That's why every first party at, at yeah. least every first party. I mean, what I mean, like, what what are you what are you missing on there? What's what's not there from Nintendo? On uh, what do you mean on the Switch? Yeah, Is that, what Star Tropics two? Like a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of ones like what are what are games that that you uh, that are missing there that aren't on the online service. I mean, we have all the Mario games, right? We I got can't Mario- pull them off the top of my head, but. We got Mario one, There's two, and three. Not all of them. On we got there. we got Zelda one and two. We have uh, we got Metroid. I'm just we got Punch Out. What's 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 not on there? The Nintendo did. Well, how, so how many NES games are on there right now? Like fifty? I I don't know. Maybe. I don't, yeah, I haven't kept track. It's just uh, they made like seven hundred and fifty NES games, but they didn't make all of those. Like that's the, the right, main I, the main I, problem I that, is but, a, a lot of the problems is, is they that they don't every yeah. first party game. On there, and definitely not for the Super Nintendo. And then they also don't have, of course, the N64, the Game Boy Advance systems. And I just think that since it's been 13 or 14 years since the Virtual Console concept debuted, it's like, why aren't all these things just out there? And you can buy them piecemeal, right? Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, so a lot of them are though. for these yeah. games I want to buy. Yeah, I if mean, you well, want to do it that way? Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be cool. It'd be cool to have either option. Well, obviously you're you not gonna to... you're not gonna buy them if they're available on Switch Online. That's why we don't have that's why we don't have Castlevania or Mega Man or anything on there because they have their own collections. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. It's weird because uh, like on the the Nino, or what is it, Kunio Kun game that came out like last week. I was thinking about getting that, but I was like, all of the Dragon. Well, I guess Dragon Warrior three or not Dragon Warrior. Double Dragon Three isn't on there, but Drag- but Double Dragon One and Two are on the Switch Online. But I mean, it's like I don't know the the whole thing with getting all of the NES games on there, and this is something that's been a thing since the Virtual Console, is the fact that a lot of those games, like they're people don't have the don't have the license or they don't have the ability to re-release it, and a lot of them are just kind of like you just can't do it anymore. So you can't. I mean, I've kind of gotten gotten past the point of like expecting games to be on there that are on the original NES because it's Difficult to do, and I like I like that they're kind of adding more oddball ones. Yeah, sure, there could be more, but I feel like most I can't really think of an any of a Nintendo made one aside from like Star Tropics two, which isn't on there yet. You know, mm-hmm. offhand, aside from like maybe giving us like some sort of janky ass duck hunt <laughs> like we got like we got on Wii U. Some mm-hmm. of the Wii U used the Wiimote, so it was a little bit more playable than trying to do it with the Switch with the Switch Joy Cons. But I think there's a lot of room to grow with the SNES, but yeah, let's hope they continue. I mean, obviously they they were a lot more regular with updating the NES console, virtual console, mm-hmm. 
And then once they brought SNES, they're like, and now we're not going to release as much stuff for either. But you got <laughs> Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd have blunt the enthusiasm. And they were uh-huh. like, and uh, yeah. Um, now we're just going to release them whenever we feel like it. And that's, I do, I do really miss like the one games a month and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like reminiscence of, of how the VC was, where it's like we're getting one every week. And then it was like, now it's like one a week. And they're like, Turbo and they're like Turbo Graphic sixteen ones, and then it's nothing. And I mean, you got it. it. <laughs> yeah. They have so much like stuff, you know, in their back catalog. They got to like just keep the drip of the content coming in the in the meantime. Like, why you got to like make it so uncertain all of a sudden? Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? What perplexes me more is you know, I mean, we've had emulators now for over twenty years, mm-hmm. and. I remember the day that I found out about emulators, and in that day, I could download. I think I downloaded a hundred games in a day. Yeah, but I mean, emulators like aren't, the but, bulk of the NES. So, like, but emulators aren't legal. Te- I understand <laughs> that, but uh, from a technical standpoint, I mean, you could download a lot of Nintendo things illegally. Could, has all these different files ready to go. All, all they have to do, my understanding, is they write the the emulator for the Switch, and then boom. They could take all the ROM plug files them and them, plug right. them in, whatever. You know, it's not like yeah. which supposedly the Wii or yeah, the original Wii Super Mario Brothers ROM was mm-hmm. one that somebody had uploaded illegally. That's to right. Them. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't think it's like a technical effort that's holding them back. And I just wonder why can't we have a vast library of Nintendo games there on the Switch? That'd be such a an obvious selling point. But anyway, it yeah. is what it is. I mean, I. I can't really think of any Nintendo made ones that aren't on there. But the other ones, it's all like licensing problems. And and also, why not? Well, it, it's like why do that when you uh, when you could release a collection and just and have people pay for it instead of, instead of having to like go through the Switch online where you're not going to make as much money. I feel like that's a lot of that's why we don't have Castlevania or Mega Man on there or anything because yeah. it's already because it's already elsewhere or Contra. Like that's or like you know, you know, N64 things. games, first party or GameCube yeah. first party games or yeah. well, Wii they, first party games or Wii U first party games. Like, well, we have you want to make collections of those? Cool, do it, but like, do it. Yeah, I mean, we don't have we have Wii U games, but not in collection form because they're going to release them as at the price as they were when they came out. Mm-hmm. As far as new games that I think, you know, there's a whole bunch that I picked, just a couple. I want to see a Chibi Robo like. I'll take every opportunity I can to say that a new Chibi Robo game in the style of the GameCube original. Yeah, I mean, well, I get, um, I get that too. I, I mean, I was the, I was a huge pusher of Chibi Robo when it came out. I even, I even did a review of it, which I played on a, on a, on a, I don't know. I did one of one of our episodes. It's on there. I don't remember which one it was, but I did post my Chibi Robo review that I did for my other show, Negative World, that I had when podcasts were barely even a thing. But yeah, no, I've been a huge pusher of that, and I'd love to see any sort of Chibi Robo thing that isn't Ziplash on the Switch. I'm with you on that. Even like yeah. Park Patrol or something, or even like a remake of, even if they just remade the GameCube one and put it on Switch, I'd get it. I would love that. I'd pay full price, $60. I would do that. Um, yeah, I feel like that's one that's like, to me, that that was a Zelda game, but in the style of like a, a cute, wacky, you know, Japanese sense of humor style game. Yeah, and I, I really I enjoyed it. Tony Hawk, we hear that might be coming. That'd be really cool. Well, I, I've been it, yeah. to play some Tony Hawk. At this point, I would take any sort of any sort of pro skater type game. Yeah, on there, I, I really think the Tony Hawk one is far off. Like, I, if I was betting, I, I wouldn't bet on it happening. But 
You never know. But that doesn't mean that it has to be Tony Hawk. It could be somebody could just make a fucking skating game. Like, that like one Skate game, or remember? something. Uh, you what's know? that called? Skatebird? <laughs> Not yeah. Skatebird, the other one. Oh, uh, there's there was another... Yeah, I don't Remind know. Remind me a little bit of yeah the original skate. But. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Yeah. But yeah, there was another skate game in the works. It was in a, it was in one of the direct, but I haven't seen anything about it. And then Grand Theft Auto Five, I still want that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's coming at this point. No, it's obviously Rockstar. Obviously, doesn't care about Switch because they it's don't weird. seem to. They did La Noire, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that that was such a weird game to, to test the ground with, but whatever. I mean, I don't think they. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're just working on Grand Theft Auto Five online, and they. I heard I heard that on some on one podcast I was listening to, where they were like, "Yeah, once they made it to online, they decided that they don't even have to make games anymore. They'll just do this online forever and never you don't have to write stories ever again." I mean, they made Red Dead. Yeah, they did make, but now it's Red Dead Online, and that's mostly what they're mm-hmm. doing. I don't know. I don't care because they'll come back. I don't Grand really. Theft Auto. I'm sure there'll be a Grand Theft Auto Six for PlayStation Five or something. But not for the Switch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And then in our notes, uh, uh, Trade asked the question. Switch was online. Nintendo Switch online what you'd hoped for. Yeah. And I think still for $20 a year, like, great value. Like, anybody who's complaining oh, about sure, it. sure, yeah. 20 bucks. we've said it again and again. It's a throwaway amount. You know, no big deal. And you get you get a lot. I would pay more for a full catalog of classic Nintendo games and standard modern network features. Yeah, main. I think the main thing is uh, modern network features or a better mm. a better online system. Because I don't play. I mean, I don't play online as much as you do, John. But I felt like it was what I did play of Mario Maker Two and and Smash Brothers still leaves a lot to be desired in that in that area. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, maybe if they had to like move it up to thirty, but we actually got something from it, I would pay for it. But I don't know if that's right. going to happen. Maybe I mean it might it might have something to do with it needing to be like an actual plug-in, you know, and it being I, I don't know. It's I feel like it should be should be better than it is for sure. But I don't want to end on a down note. Yeah, <laughs> I love the Switch. It's a great system. If you don't have one. Go buy one. These are these are just nitpicky stuff that we do because we yeah. because we love the system. We're not trying to. That's right. Well, yeah, and we want to be realistic. Not, not trying people. to super super downplay it, you know. Well, all right, it's yeah. Not the, all roses with the with the switch, but sure. it's still a great system. Well, uh, we'll let you go. John needs to needs to bounce out. I early gotta head here. off early. But uh, yeah, I wanted to just talk to him really quick about the switch birthday, and of course, we'll be back next week to talk about whatever else. So see you later. See you, John. All right, man. Take care. Peace. So I kind of I kind of talked about some of the stuff in what John was saying because I, I, I feel like a lot of our stuff is kind of over is going to co- kind of overlap here about what we think of the, about the switch. Like for sure, the whole like Joy-Con drift thing, I feel like is pretty much unacceptable. And I mean, I've been feeling it, especially like even you, today. Yeah, well, you've been feeling it now. Dragon yeah. Quest Two on the on the on the switch on the bus. Like, yeah, trying to. He kept like doing the thing where the character would just walk up. Yeah. And I'd have to disconnect and reconnect the Joy-Con to get it to stop. That was the quick way I figured out to mm. fix it. Yeah, still, though, that sucks. But it happened at least, like, ten times. And even if you just use the Joypad, it still does it? Like yeah. the D-pad? You would think with all of the different versions of the Joy-Cons that they've made and with the Switch Lite, they would have fixed the problem, but it seems to be that it's still the same thing. So that's kind of a major, major, major issue for me, but... 
aside for that, I mean, I love, I love how successful the Switch has been in three years. It's great. For me, it's like, it got, I got, I don't got all the games that I wanted on it. I got, we finally have like a super strong RPG presence, which is big for me because that's like the games that I always wanted on every Nintendo system. And I felt like I've gotten it and then some on, on the Switch for sure. Like, uh, I mean, we've gotten full, I mean, maybe we don't, like, we have like, we have like a ton of like Final Fantasy games on there. We have at least like, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a RPG guy again. And yeah. I stopped being that for quite a while, but. Yeah, well, I, I did too because there wasn't. Back. I, I I did too, not because I wanted to, just because there was a huge lack of turn-based RPGs for a time there, for that very dark time where it was like I don't know where people thought that Japanese gaming wasn't cool anymore. But now it's come back, thankfully. But yeah, we have but we have four Dragon Quests on there. You know, three of them being original NES Dragon Quests, but remade, but still, you know what I mean. And plus, we have like. All of the Final Fantasies, minus the three that I really like, but mm-hmm. you know, but still, still have a good amount of them on there. I just like that there's big represented representation on that, and we got all the big guns. We got a mortal full on Mortal Kombat game on there. That was a big deal. Um, stuff like that, you know. Then we have the we have the spinoffs, the Dragon Quest spinoffs, like a uh, Dragon Quest Builders, like that was a big thing, or like Doom and like Doom One, Two, and Three on there. That was a big thing, I think. Uh, so this, you know, you get some of the old Street Fighters on there. These are always kind of games that I look for in every system when I want to get one. It's like, well, does it have like a good fighting game? RPGs? Like, do we have like, you know, Doom, whatever? So they've they've they won in, in all those different ways, and it's cool that like something like Witcher Three like made it to the Switch. You know, something that everybody thought just was undoable like made it to the system. I mean, I remember that being a big thing like early on, like. And uh, CD Projekt Red says it'd be pretty much impossible. Yeah, and then they did it. And once they realized that everybody everybody wanted it on there, and I'm sure they sold a lot of copies of it, especially with the Netflix show, I think pushed a lot of it too. And I watched uh, – I forgot to mention this last week when we were talking about it, but I watched it, I watched a comparison video like between like the Switch and PS4 and stuff like that. And you know what? It's There's really not that much of a difference. Like they look, they look very, very much the same. There's just a little bit more crispness to the, to the other systems, but it's not a big, it's not a big change. You see, you mean with the latest update? Uh, no, just I just looked in general. Just it, this was from when it first launched. Like watching, watching that compared to like a PS4 Pro, and from what I can tell, is the textures were crisper. Like that was the main thing that I noticed between the two of them. So it doesn't really. It doesn't seem that much of a change to me, like playing it on the other one. Like it looks, you know, it looks like a little more HD, like the textures do. But I mean, it's yeah, it's not it's not that much of a difference between the two. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's a uh, it's great design. Like I agree with John said on that. Like I love the whole. I think the main thing that really made it for everyone was the fact that it was like portable and you could play it at home, but you could take it with you. And that's how Nintendo could get, you know, their famous like. We don't want to. We don't want to compete in graphics anymore. Like we want to make everything unique, and they were able to finally do that because they do. It is like the the highest, you know, the best, the most powerful handheld gaming system out right now, and you can play it on the TV too. So it gives you both. But I think I think most of the reason that it became successful is because it was so portable, and the fact that yeah, it's a great place to play in, play indies on, and it's become a great RPG machine too. Like you've been able to put a lot of a lot of stuff on there. So it's cool that, and a lot of like newer releases have been able to been put in there as well. I hope it'll be able to compete somewhat with the new systems, but also at the same time, 
if they're going to make another one, I would love for them to make a Switch 2 where you can just buy one that's more powerful, but you'll still get all the games that you had for the previous Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a backwards compatible one if there's going to be like another Like the one. iPad, the way they do iPads. Yeah, like that, where you can... Uh, well, well, the iPads, sort of, because sometimes the games aren't updated for whatever version you get, but that's on the game makers. I think Nintendo, we wouldn't have that problem on Nintendo, I hope. But, yeah, it'd be cool where you could just, like, transfer your... Just transfer your, like your file from one to another and you can re-download all the stuff you already bought or you, and you can still play the Switch games on there. It'll just be on a different system. Kind of like what we got with the DS and the 3DS, you know, like that. Kind of that more like, because you could, you could re-download all the stuff you got on DSi through that. It's true. I kind of I kind of threw together my top five favorite games on here because I forgot to do it, even though I suggested it. But this Our lists are very similar, I will say that. This, uh, mine's mine's kind of, it, it can be interchanged. I was like, I couldn't figure out what to put at number five, but then I was like, I might as well put it on there. So, so number five for me is Horizon Chase Turbo. That's my that's my favorite racing game on the system. I know I don't I don't have Mario Kart Eight. I know that that's a great one, but I played it out on Wii U, so I really want a new one. Uh, so I could say that can be my favorite. But Horizon Chase Turbo is currently my favorite racing game on Switch. So I put that on five just because it gets a lot of play. I come back to it fairly often, and it's high on my list of most played games. Uh, number four, I put it in there just because I loved it so much for a time, even though it's kind of sad that I don't touch it much anymore. But Splatoon 2, that was one that was not in my top ten of that first year, unfortunately, because I didn't get to play it enough. But it would have been if I would have played it more, because I think it's a great, great game. And uh, I, and I love doing all those Splatfests. Like, the online was really cool. It's mm-hmm. just uh, makes me sad that it's not really there anymore. I miss it a lot. Yeah. I would totally. I would pay. I would like pay like an extra, whatever to like have them bring that back. If that's what they needed. For Splatoon, like for Splatfest. Yeah. When I think about it, because it's gone. Yeah, it, it's it kind of sucks that it went away so quickly because it was something. Yeah, it was it was something that I really enjoyed playing, and uh, and Splatoon Two is a great game. Splatoon One was a great game. Two is incredible, also. And of course, number three, Tetris Ninety Nine game. We're still playing. Game will play forever until. Uh, I guess well now there there wasn't Tetris Maximus next month so who knows, but that was that was a really cool free drop that they added in there, and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven I have to put it number two just because it is the game I've played the most on the Switch and it's funny that I put the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at number one because I didn't even play it on the Switch I played it on the Wii U but it's still but it's still a great great game I wanted I think to add- you should probably omitted it since you, since you didn't really play it yeah since I didn't much. play it on the Switch. Well, let's say if I omitted it and I made Dragon Quest Eleven my number one and everything else gets shift up a spot, what do we make number five then? I want to try – I was trying to make it something that I would, like, recommend to anybody who has the system. Like, when anybody who ever gets a Switch, I recommend them the, the eight-hour Dragon Quest Eleven demo because it's free and there's a lot of fucking time mm-hmm. in there for you to figure out whether you like the game or not. But also the game is phenomenal. So anybody who likes RPGs, I'm like – I point them straight to that. I'm like, hey, this game. Get this game. I guess, what else would I put under there? I guess, well, one of my first favorites was Doom, but I don't know if that'd be, like, my top five, like, of all time. I don't know. That's a hard what one. about uh, Ease? You liked Ease a lot, or? I did like I did like Ease a lot. That I mean, that was <laughs> another one of my, I was trying to think of something that was maybe more, I don't know, that I come to more often. Because Ease was great as a single-player game. My top, my top five most played ones. As as of the playtime, are Dragon Quest Eleven, Super Mario Maker Two, Splatoon Two, Ease Eight, and Tetris Ninety Nine. That's my top five. 
I guess I, I mean I really like I really like Smash. I like Mario Odyssey. I just don't return to Mario Odyssey and Smash. I don't really play that much anymore. Yeah, let's let's put Ease Eight on there. It's number five. Why not? Ease Eight was a lot of fun. That was my favorite game of 2018. So we'll throw that in there, number five, and take out Breath of the Wild. Even though I was I was really I was so close to playing Breath of the Wild this week, just because it's been three years since that game came out, and I was like kind of like I was like, well, maybe I should just play it again on my Switch since I have it. You know, try to start it recently. I haven't played it recently, but I've been wanting to because of the three year anniversary, just to return to that game that I liked so much three years ago. You know, yeah. Um, games that games that we need. The main one I said earlier, Metroid. It feels it, it's it, it feels like it's so weird that Metroid is just a game that's not in my mind, even though it's like one of my favorite franchises ever. It's just so in the distance, you know, because well, so- you've learned over time to accept that you just have to wait for some things. That's true, yeah. Well, it's like if you hadn't, if like imagine if you had played every Dragon Quest like when they came out, and you've played all of them, and now you played through twelve. Like you have to wait longer for thirteen. You know, you have to wait for a while. It's not going to come out like next year or anything, you know. But it's kind of like that same thing. If you haven't played them yet, and they're not just like you're not playing through them for the first time, mm-hmm. you have to wait for things. But it's and and I and I was thinking about this when I was playing the Final Fantasy VII demo today. Because I did say on Twitter that I thought that that Metroid Prime Four was going to come out before Final Fantasy VII, and here I am playing the Final Fantasy demo with no with no sight of Metroid Prime Four whatsoever, aside from a fucking logo, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, they they did it. It's like it's like coming out in like a in like a month now. The the Final Fantasy VII one is they actually beat it. They made it out before Metroid Prime. I thought that they would. And that yeah, was Metroid even- Prime Four logo was so long ago that it was in my Jeremy's Retro Revival uh, intro that I made. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. That's true. It was <laughs> that it was that far again? Yeah, that goes way back, 2017. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, Switch Online, it's great, great value for twenty dollars. I feel the same way on that. Um, as far as like having like all the games, I know that's like next to impossible, but I do kind of, I like buying them piecemeal. I mean, I. I I'm not. I'm. I'm obviously not against it because I just bought the Mega Man Zero collection, you know. So I had no problem just like doing that. And of course, I own the. You know, I own like the Mega Man X collection and the, and I own the Castlevania collection and the and the fucking Contra collection. So I'm not adverse to that. And the and of course the collection of Mana, which I've barely played. Which I'm sure you have that one by now, right? I do. It's still sealed. Yeah, like my UMD. Um. Yeah. I mean that's. I guess that's, I mean, a lot of the stuff that John said I talked on, it would be nice if the online was better, but, you know, that's, for the $20 for the free games and stuff like that, I think it's fine. I just, I guess, I guess what's really going to, what's really going to test out the online for me is Animal Crossing, because that's going to be, that's mm-hmm. going to be a big component of that, so hopefully it works out. Uh, is there anything else that I missed that you want to say on that? Not a whole lot. I mean, I would say about my top five. Go for it. It's very similar. Um, I wanted to put Splatoon two at number five, and I debated it for a long time. But I I had to put Mario Odyssey at number five because I love Mario games, and I thought it was like a really really great Mario game. Like not quite Mario Galaxy level, but still pretty damn good for what it was. Uh-huh. So I put that at number five. I mean, it came out the same year as the launch of the Switch, and I think it was a system seller for and rightfully so. And uh, it didn't pale in comparison. You know, if you remember our original uh, games of the year episode for the first year of the Switch. Oh yeah, we had we had, we had to like not even include Odyssey or yeah 
Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have it at the top, and it's and I, I really liked it when it came out. I'm just I'm just for like this one. I was just trying to think of like which games are still with me, like that I still like think about and still want to play. And I don't really yeah. think about returning to that one, you know, because I feel like I got everything I needed from it. It's not really instilled in my mind, you know. So that's why I didn't include it. And I didn't put but, and I didn't put 120 25 hours into it like uh, that other one. <laughs> well, I really like Splatoon Two is there, but. I guess because they haven't been supporting Splatoon 2, that's why I bumped it down. Yeah. Because uh, Splatoon 2 anymore is like, it's been over a year since I've really played it because of their not supporting Splatfest anymore. But uh, at number four, Tetris 99. Yeah. So not a whole lot different, as I was going to say from this point onward. Tetris 99, love it. You and I have played it a lot together. We've actually figured out ways to match up online together pick it apart and figure out that we were in the same matches later. So that was cool. Tetris 99, like probably the, if it, if not for the uh, virtual console stuff, it's the number one reason to have <laughs> in a way for sure. Number three, Dragon Quest 11. Yeah. Oh, I know what number two is then. You do. Yeah. I forgot about that one. It's a uh, Vardu Stally. Damn, one. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely Vardu Stally. Uh, Stardew Valley was, a very special game to me, and I've talked about it on old episodes. You you dig it up, you'll find it. Like it's a game that I literally took across the country with me, and during my travels, like I never really got homesick because, in a way, I had like a version of home in my like Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, it came with me, so it was very comforting to travel with Stardew Valley. And I don't know if I've phrased it that way before, but I've sort of kind of come to realize that. Oh yeah, you had your. You had your farm with you. You could just... Just keep, yeah. like, you know, doing my uh, gardening every day and selling my crops and uh, building on the farm and adding sprinklers and stuff. So, Stardew Valley. Wow. And I stopped playing it for over a year. And then I came back to it and put another, like, 40 hours into it. So, mm-hmm. I can't think of any other game, actually, ever in my life, besides maybe Minecraft that I've like walked away from for a long period of time and then come back and put like lots of hours into you. But I did it with Stardew. I went from, you know, having like, yeah, like 80 hours. And then I came back and I'm at sit at like 120, 130. So hell yeah. To Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Number two. Then of course, number one is, and you were probably expecting this. Baobab's mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, uh, number one is uh link's awakening. no, <laughs> No, I definitely mean, Breath of the Wild. Like, I mean, that game's fine. Everything about that game was just, it was so long in development and it was hyped up so much. And it's one of those rare games that lives up to the hype. Yeah. And by the time I actually like got a chance to play it, uh, what was it? Like pretty much just less than a month before the Switch came out. It was like, what, like two weeks, right? Yeah, we played it. In, we thought we played it in February when we went to that yeah. event. Yeah. But yeah, it was around two weeks beforehand, but just the uh, that initial demo we played at that Nintendo event we went to just really created this extra mystique to the game that I've never really had before for a, for a Zelda game even especially. So Breath of the Wild is something special, and I mean, I've already thrown it on a, my favorite game of the past, or one of my favorite games of the past decade list and stuff, and all time it's already showed up in these lists, so... It should be no surprise it's my favorite Switch game. Nice. Now, as far as uh, not to get uh, too critical of the Switch, but uh, all I really wanted to add was uh, there's no Netflix yet. 
<laughs> yeah. That what, is, three years into the life of the Switch and there's still no Netflix? That's that actually is, pretty shocking. That is a really weird thing that there's only, that there's only like one, I mean, well, there's like, yeah, the Hulu, Hulu, right? Hulu. There's only one like streaming service on there. And I think that Hulu's only on there because Hulu like really pushed to be on there. It wasn't like Nintendo asked them to be on there. And it's also really weird, like when we're talking about like the online service and the loss of the virtual console and all that. If you look at the Switch versus the Wii U, it's really weird because there are, there's a lot more games on the Wii U in like virtual console form than on the Switch. You know, because we have like the, you know, that, that had like the, the 64. Mm-hmm. Virtual console and of course the Wii Virtual Console on there, which was a crazy thing, and a DS Virtual Console even, which that was like wow, okay, and like not to mention like the game, the Game Boy Advance Virtual Console, the Super Nintendo, the NES, all of that other stuff that was on there, which the Wii. And right, yeah. I did definitely want to mention that's something that that's missing that I wish we had. Yeah, which is Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance games, yeah, which we because I mean it's we have it, of five. course DC as well or <laughs> DC DS as well because yeah it's already got a huge screen on it. Yeah, I mean, I would they would have to find some way to like they'd have to put the screens next to each other, but we do have I mean we have four we have five Game Boy Advance games as we were saying earlier, and two DS games. You can use the flip. Grip. So there you go, <laughs> the flip grip. Yeah, you could use that with it. Which I still think about getting that thing, but I don't know what I'd use it for. Unless they were DS games, then you could you could use it for that. Yeah, and it would be nice to see more since it is like such a portable thing. Have more portable stuff on there. Like have some of the Game Boy, the straight up Game Boy stuff. Even though there are in like collections, but just like having like a more representation on there would be great. Mm-hmm. Especially Game Boy Advance. Like it, like playing it. Like I said, playing a Game Boy Advance on it handheld, like. It feels like you have a giant original Game Boy Advance that's just, like, really well lit. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's really cool. It feels right. It feels so right to play the games like that. And, of course, like, you added some games that we've talked about before, like, not being on there. Like, of course, like, the the true Final Fantasy trilogy, 4, 5, and 6. And I agree with you, what you put on here. Yeah, a new Mario Kart. New, new Mario Kart would be great. Uh, I'm still, like, caught up in, I don't know where I heard it originally, but somebody posited, like, a, a Chromecast for the Switch, and I just, I'm, like, hung up on that idea. Oh, the second screen idea. peripheral thing? I mean, I'm surprised, like, everything else uses Chromecast. Why can't the Switch use it, too? But even right? if it was a, its own, like, proprietary thing, and yeah. it was, like, 30 bucks to buy this extra yeah. thing you plug into your a different H, or you. you well, sure. How yeah. would that even work? I, I mean, I thought that don't because don't they have like third party docks that will play it on the TV, but you can also play it in your hand. I've seen that. Where you where you plug into the bottom of it and then it will go yeah. to the TV, but you can actually. So they do sort of have that, but they're third party. And it was you know all that that whole like scare about third parties like mm-hmm. breaking your system and all that made me hesitant to try it out. But I, I'm pretty sure I saw one. Where it was, where it was a plug that you could plug in in the bottom, and it would go to a TV. But it was all, but it was corded. You know, it wasn't like a Chromecast type thing. But it was there. So, well, uh, I do want to say the number one thing about the Switch, other than just like you know, obviously the first party games, is the fact that it's got me to play. Like I take indies seriously. Like not that I didn't before in the Wii U era, and you know, and I was playing a bit more stuff on my PC back then. But man, any more like. I, I have totally finally shaken off that better graphics, that better, are, yeah. whatever, bigger games, blah, blah, blah. Like that really is no longer a thing. And I think the switch really helped me accept that and love that there might be a game like, you know, like box, box boy or whatever, you know, like uh, 
whatever that box boy game that came out recently, which I didn't buy, but box boy and uh, box girl, I think is what yeah, yeah, called. like yeah. something like that can come out and like people can be hyped about that sort of thing. Oh yeah, out, you know, like Stardew Valley. Like I said, the game I put the second most time into on my Switch, like looks like a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the the world we live in now, and I think the Switch had a lot to do with mm. helping usher that in with the portability of the console. It's pretty sturdy. And it, you know, it's very versatile. I've done it all with it. I've taken it across the country, like I said. So I've played it on the uh, on the tray table, like they showed in, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in all the advertisements originally. And yeah. I've played two player with people in airport terminals and stuff. So I played. I took mine. I took mine out of the country. I took mine to Japan with me and back. Yeah. So it's uh, the switch has left has left America and went to its. To its home, it's it went to its home. It returned without to the without land. a doubt. The Switch yeah. is the perfect marriage of the, the portable and the home console. Yeah, they did they did it right. So, yeah, sure, there's some like hiccups here and there, but mm. God damn it, if Nintendo didn't do the best job yet so far. And it's and I think one of the main things that we haven't really talked that much about is just like say that this being a successful system versus like the Wii being a successful system. Like the Wii was successful, but the Wii was not for gamers. It was like very much like this casual thing. But the Switch is for gamers, so like there's so many games that are sold on there that have just done the best on the Switch, especially for like what you're saying about the indies. It's become like the home for indies, where a lot of people will do like a you know like a timed exclusive with Switch or like only put it on Switch, you know, because they know that that's where they're going to sell it. And it's so cool to see that to see like that you know that like a re like I saw like the re-release of like and this isn't an indie, but the re-release of like Devil May Cry, like doing so well on Switch, just because people are fine with playing indies and older games, and it feels like they're fine with playing anything on the Switch. You know, they don't mind buying a game that's like twenty years old or whatever and playing on there. You know, so. Then what about like Microsoft bringing? Uh, and Microsoft games being well, on there Cuphead also, yeah, over there, yeah, Cuphead you know I mean? and like... Super Lucky's Tale is also on Microsoft, and Ori yeah. and the Blind Forest as well. All, yeah, or even the Blind Forest from like Sony. Yeah. Those are all those are all cool games that are. But I think Cuphead was like a a really big thing, like yeah. because it's literally identical side by side to yeah what it looks like on the Xbox One. And they probably sold a lot more on Switch than they did on Xbox. I think I think Ori and the Blind Forest did too, where they sold a lot more on Switch than they did. Well, uh, I know Tokyo Mirage Sessions just crossed the original sales on wii u that's not surprising i believe that yeah i i, I think i was the only one that bought it like me and like five other guys <laughs> yeah i own it <laughs> oh yeah you own it but you, you didn't open it still sealed no it's just cool to see it's just cool to see like every you know like just uh, how much of a big impact indies are on there and you could see like indie games like like i think i think minecraft is still in the top 10 that's another one that's like uh you know microsoft owned it's sure. still it's still in the top 10 most most uh sold switch games even though it's all like Doom one, two, through three right now because of the sale, but I would I actually I thought about mentioning it just because it was kind of funny. But the top ten of this of this month is pretty much like three the three Dooms, Animal Crossing, and like Minecraft, and like and like a Mega Man Zero Collection. It's like the it's like the top the top ones on there. Just that was such a cool like mix of stuff that's up there, you know. But of course, anything that goes on sale, you know, it was basically like Doom one and two, Animal Crossing, and then like Doom three. We're like the top like four, and Animal Crossing isn't even out yet, and it's like number one already, which is crazy. But yeah, no, I think I think we covered enough of the birthday of the Switch. I just want to talk about a couple more things, and then we will be out of here. We haven't mentioned our releases yet. I just want to talk real quick about what came out. 
Metroid, Metro, not Metroid, I wish. Metro 2033 and Last Light Redux came out on Saturday over the weekend. That's that. That's a first-person shooter game. They're they're both like twenty-five bucks, fairly cheap. I was actually interested in looking into those. Uh, Murder by Numbers comes out this week. It's ten percent off right now. I'm really interested in this game. Yeah, that's the one that's like uh, what it's 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 like a Picross meets um Phoenix Wright. This is kind of mm-hmm. what they're going for for that. Yeah, and it's like I think it's fifteen dollars regularly, but it's fifteen percent off, so it's like thirteen right now or something like that. It's not that big of a sale, but thirteen fifty. But it's doing one of those like yeah, those like release sales. Mm-hmm. And that Ibn Ob game, I remember talking about that before on this show. It's like a it's like a two player co op type game that looks interesting. It's a two D thing. I remember mentioning that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon comes out on the sixth. That's this week also. Apparently, Ducktales returned to the Wii U. That one's kind of crazy that it was that like weird, gone huh? and now it's back. So, so I know you had regrets about not getting it, but apparently now you can get it on your Wii U. So now I suddenly I don't want it as bad. Yeah, no, no, I don't know if it's like going to be five dollars still, but there you go. Uh, also, we talked about the system update because it saved your G Bro. Did uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three has some new multiplayer maps. There's some more Mario Kart Two multiplayer. I don't play that game, so I guess Luigi's Mansion Three is supposed to have some new single player stuff too. Okay, yeah, I need to get I need to get back on that. I've still been stuck in this Dragon Quest Eleven thing, but it's I'm like very, single player mode yeah. of uh, yeah the uh, tower yeah call we, tower of terror. But you sure, know I mean. yeah, yeah, we we Green do the, we do the different levels. Yeah, yeah, I want to get back on that soon. Hopefully, if I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can get to playing it this week. Uh, there, there's some deals that I wanted to mention earlier when I was talking about the Mega Man collections. There's a big Mega Man sale going on right now. Both of the X collections are on sale. Uh, both of the Legacy collections are on sale. Mega Man 11 is on sale. So basically everything other than the Zero collection is on sale right now on the eShop. So if anybody's looking for that, the X, X collection is half off. Um, I know Me- I know the Mega, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 is nine ninety nine. And two is nine ninety nine as well. So, and I think uh, I know like eleven is half off. So I think it's like fifteen because it's normally thirty. So I thought about maybe even trying eleven just because you know it's it's so cheap. But um, if I get any of them, I think I'll probably get X two, like the the second X collection, because that has that really bad three D one that was on PlayStation. That I kind of just want to play and see how mm-hmm. bad it is. But uh, also a uh, Bullet Storm, which was a game that I've been that I looked at before when it came out. Is half off. It's only fifteen dollars, and this is the Duke edition. So Duke Nukem's in there for reasons. I don't know why he's in there, but you can play as him if you're looking for an all-out like kill everything first-person shooter. Which you know I like those types, so it kind of intrigued me. I was thinking about getting. I was like on the fence of maybe getting Mega Man X two and Bullet Storm. I just didn't get around to it yet. But they're on sale till next week. They're on sale till the ninth and the eleventh. So ninth for the Mega Man sale and eleventh for the blue for the Bullet Storm sale. Also, I guess. Target has 25% off of their games, but you have to go to, yeah, obviously you can't buy them online. You have to go to the store and get them. I don't know, maybe if I'm in there at some point, I, I go I go shopping in Target for like uh, for groceries and stuff like that. So maybe when we're in there, I always, I always take a walk past the Nintendo aisle. I rarely buy anything there unless it's like a Amiibo and stuff like that. that but I've seen Chrome so many times and I still haven't brought myself to get them because... I don't know. I think I have enough Fire Emblem Amiibo. I think one more, yeah, one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, we talked about the Switch three years. Uh, soundtracks. This one was a big one for me. Night nineteen eighty X, I guess, is getting a record release soundtrack, which is awesome because I really, really like the soundtrack for that. And stuff on that included 
stuff from Yuzo, who wrote uh, the songs for the immortal Streets of Rage 2. So it's worth worth getting. Also, this was mentioned in one of our Patreon episodes, but Mr. Gimmick has a record also. I know that was a game that John mentioned when we were doing uh, our show, our one Show Me Your Game episode where we talked about random games that we liked that not enough people talk about. But yeah, Mr. Gimmick and 1980X. I wonder if you can get those digitally, because I'd rather just... I might just get them digitally. Plus Time Spinner also, which I did buy the soundtrack for that digitally. That's on record as well, which is cool, because that had, that had a dope soundtrack. I thought it was... I didn't read up on this, but I thought it was funny that Levi's might, like, make make official Super Mario Brothers overalls. I mean, that seems like whatever. Such an, if they do it, they do it. That seems like such an 80s thing, but why not? Seems like something they should have done, yeah, a long ass time ago. If they were ever going to do it, yeah. Well, Doug Bowser he dropped he dropped a video of it on Twitter. So, so, so I guess first. So it must be it must be a real thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a four second video of just showing Levi's and Super Mario Brothers and a giant coin. So if if that's what it takes to get people to buy Levi's again, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. they're looking for gold coins instead of gold dust. Yeah, <laughs> but aside from that, I think I think I'm good for this for this uh, episode. Is there anything that you want to say that we missed by chance? Nope. Okay. I do want to say, speaking of anniversaries, aside from the Switch anniversary, our Patreon is actually a year old. We became one year old this week. I think it was March 3rd was when we started the Patreon last year. And uh, I just want to say thank you for all the people who have given to the Patreon. We've actually done a lot better than I thought we would. I actually really thought that nobody would... Nobody would give us anything, but we've actually some you know some people that I know and some people that I don't know have have uh, thrown us a little bit, and I appreciate that. And I wanted to mm-hmm. let everybody know who's on the Patreon that I went through and I organized everything now to where if you want to find any of our bonus tracks or our bonus stuff, all you need to do is type in EXP, and that will pull all of them up on your on your podcast listener of choice. So I wanted to make it much easier for people to find our bonus shows. And I counted them. There are 14 bonus shows total. There are 12 official expansion pack episodes and two extras. There's the Tony Hawk radio expansion pack and our uh, drunk practice for the live show that we did at that uh, PopCon. So those are two extra bonuses. So we have 14, 14 episodes on there that you can listen to right now. And don't forget, we have interviews with uh, the guy who played Johnny Cage from the Mortal Kombat game. Uh, we have interviews with Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Uh, picture. We have an interview with uh, Chris Kohler, who uh, you know wrote the book about Final Fantasy V. Like we have all that stuff yeah, on our recently, Patreon. Like created drama on Twitter. Yeah, I saw like I saw Cat Bailey defending him. He's a great guy. Don't don't give him shit, man. He's cool. He just wasn't a fan <laughs> of the Final Fantasy VII demo. Oh well, I mean, I I understand it. I said it earlier. I said it earlier on this episode. If if the, if the Final Fantasy VI remake had ended up like that, I'd be a little not happy with it either. But that's why I'm kind of glad that there isn't a Final Fantasy VI remake aside from the Game Boy Advance one. But whatever. But yeah, if you want to hear any of our bonus stuff, we just did an episode about Sonic where we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, the history of that, the you know the creators that got into it, our, our favorite games, our personal history with it. That's our last one that we did. So... Yeah, you can you can check that out at patreon.com slash Podcast, And all you have to do is, is give us a dollar and you're, you have access to all that stuff. Plus you get you'll get a feed where um this and our sister show Trunk Monday are together as one thing, so you can listen to both of them. And of course you won't have to listen to that wonderful commercial that we've made that I'm sure you've heard so many times. <laughs> you can you can cut that out if you're on the and it's at a higher bit rate also on the uh on the Patreon feed. So check that out. And yeah, this has been our episode. If you want to see more of us, you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com 
or twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Thank you for everybody for watching us tonight. We stream every week around 11, 1130, so check that out. Also, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find all of our old retro revival stuff, and hopefully we'll add some more stuff to that soon. I'm not sure what the last thing was that I put up there. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll add we will add something to it in the in the near future. But yeah, we have been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. and John Nitter. Thank you for everybody who listened to us. And happy birthday, Nintendo! Go out and have some champagne for your Nintendo Switch. Happy I mean, birthday! As for long the as Switch. each year for you is seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, drink that. I know it's only three. It's not. It's not old, not old enough to drink yet. But it's fine. It's yeah. They're like cat years or something. They they age more. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. They get to see the door. Cat problems? Oh, wait. You never believe who did that. Uh, Keenan. Is the cat. Yeah, <laughs> I know.